Sports. Good morning, I'm Mark the Shark. The Columbus crew has signed free agent defender Marlon Hairston. He spent seven years in the MLS, playing most recently with Minnesota last season. Hairston has seven goals and 13 assists in 116 MLS matches. The Cleveland Cavaliers head into the All-Star break with a one-game losing streak instead of a five-game winning streak. The Cavs blew a 19-point third-quarter lead and fell to Indiana 114-111. to T.J. McConnell set an NBA record with nine steals in the first half and finished with his second career triple-double, 16 points, 13 assists, and 10 steals for the Pacers. Colin Sexton had 32 points for Cleveland, but the Cavs committed 25 turnovers. Spring training baseball, the Reds and Dodgers finished in a 4-4 tie. T.J. Antone pitched two scoreless innings for Cincinnati, striking out five. The Indians were 9-4 losers to the Diamondbacks, despite a Franmil Reyes home run. Breaking sports news when it happens on the fan, Ohio's sports destination. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Thursday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general, Bobby Carpenter, and of course, our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark. Carp, great to talk to you here on a Thursday, man. What's happening? Oh, it's great to talk to you, Beam. I know... You're probably super excited for the weather that's been going on yesterday. I don't think it's, I think it's inarguable at this point that you could say March 3rd was the most beautiful day Mm -hmm. of 2021, at least in the state of Ohio and much of the Midwest and Northeast is temperatures in the fifties. You had sun outside, just a little cool breeze. It felt absolutely amazing. Beam. I tell you what, man, it was just flat out amazing. There is no doubt about that. I mean, 55 degrees general. I went and I hit golf balls yesterday. The first time in 2021, I swung some sticks. So that was a great feeling. Hadn't picked up my golf club since the end of November. So it's been a a nice little layoff for me. Uh, Almost four months since I have uh, swung a golf club. And I got to say, Carp, my body, uh, not used to it, not used to uh, swing in a golf club right now because I woke up this morning a little bit sore, did the exercise bike yesterday. So I tell you what, man, uh, you know, me this morning, not feeling great. Hands are a little sore too, ripped open an old, uh, an old blister for a callus. So, you know, I mean, we're really battling through some pains this morning, general, but it's all in the love of the game, but you're right, man. It was just uh drop dead gorgeous yesterday in central Ohio, but I was glad I was able to uh, get out to the driving range. It was pretty amazing. Got to cut that handicap down low. Uh, uh, so I'm able to take on Timmy Hall and Anthony Rothman and Scotty Vegas and those guys this summer on the course. But it was, uh, like you mentioned, man, just an absolute amazing day. What did you get into, General? I just laid out what I did. Well, first of all, Beam, I love the fact that we're, we're sitting here talking about the first world golf injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, is, Oh, is yeah. That's, Part of my hand you know, ripped off. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, you, you busted open a little piece of skin, and mm-hmm. the reason that skin was ripped open is because it became soft yeah. in activity during the winter. <laughs> so true. I mean, so like mm-hmm. if, if we'd have been, I don't know, beam, like maybe just picking up bricks at the house or something, really keeping those hands nice and calloused, ready to go for golf season, the type of training. So those hands would have stayed strong, get a nice little whip through there and, and really get some nice spin on that ball, get those wedges out, really drive that thing mm-hmm. and pull the string on it. Um, so we got that. And then you get the little side you know, soreness from torquing that your body up like an accordion, just unleashing the fury. Uh, so right much power. The bar. So much power in oh, this yeah. coil, Bob. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. You know, before we get into you know my stuff here, do you, are you a big like warm up guy before you go out and hit balls? 
before I go out and hit balls? Hitting mm. balls is your warm up. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, you got to remember, I worked with Rothman for like six years. Oh, his is an entire, like, he's on like the Tiger Woods game plan, Carp. I mean, if he's got a one o'clock tea time, I mean, this guy's up at like eight o'clock in the morning stretching and going through a whole routine to get ready. I just, I'm a, I'm a trunk slammer, man. I get there, slam the trunk, take, take a couple of practice swings and I'm good to go. So you don't do like the dynamic warm ups or anything at all? I do not. Really no. <laughs> grinding through there? Really? No, oh, I don't. Oh, man, that's, uh, that's tough, dude. I thought that you might be that guy right now who, you know, going through everything, gets warmed up, you know, gets feeling good, activate everything. I didn't know if your good friend Michael Bennett would take you through, like, mm-hmm. you know, Ohio State-style activation <laughs> process. Right. I mean, I think it, I think it could really benefit you. You start fire. You hear Tiger talk about it all the time, Beam. Mm-hmm. You got to activate and fire the glutes. Of course. You know, so I think if we could get you there, we could, I could show you some things. Schlegs can maybe send you a little spreadsheet. You know, in Google Docs, maybe with some embedded videos mm. of how to do these things, you know, and just some random dudes doing these different exercises that you would get a chance to watch. I think that would be fantastic. Um, but I was just curious because that's something I think as you get older, being you, know, you want to keep the body in good shape and make sure uh, that you're feeling good at all times and get the most years out of it. So if you want to be effective, I think, I think it might be, uh, I think it might be in your best interest to, um, you start getting in some of this activation stuff, if you will, to really optimize your performance. Yeah, you know what? I think it's a good idea, Carp. You know, maybe for this year I'll take it a little bit more serious. Uh, but yesterday, yeah, like I said, it was the first time in four months. I got to the range and uh, went out to Westerville, and it's great. I mean, it's open all year round, and they got the heated bays if you want to do that. I was out in the sunshine over there uh, on the right-hand side of the range. It was pretty amazing. So the only thing I did, a co- like, I don't know, for two minutes, Carp, I, uh, I kind of stretched a little bit, I guess. Uh, and then I was just ready to rock. I mean, I ordered, I got the jumbo bucket too. And I even told the guy who I was, who gave me the balls and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'll be sore for three weeks and we'll hit a golf ball after that. Uh, but I think you're right. I think it could be beneficial to my game. I mean, maybe get a nice little stretching routine. Now, would this be done? Would this be done before I get to the course or like when I'm at the course, like where, what, what's this, what's this entire routine look like? I mean, is it a two hour pregame, no. a two hour countdown, one hour, 30 minutes? Like, what are we talking about here? I think a good 15 minutes would be fine for you. You're still a pretty young man. Just you get there. If you've got a seat heater in your car, I always joke. That's the first activation. Start getting that back warm, loosened up. I do do, there. I do do that. Anytime I go play golf, you're right. It's a hundred percent. I do that all the time. Okay. And so whether it's 80 degrees outside yep. or 15, you know, you throw that thing on, Warm the back up, start warming everything up, get a little sweat going there. And then be when you get out, we'll go through some stretches, do a little core work. I think it'll only take you about 10 minutes. I'm telling you, that first shot will feel a lot better. You'll feel some more power. You'll feel some more explosion. And over the course of you know, the next decade, I think it's really going to benefit you. It's, it's the long-term play beam of, is what I'm trying to do. And, you know, I, I tried to tell Rothman about this. We've, we've gotten a lot better with it because he's a road to the point where he's got to do this stuff every single day and mm-hmm. he usually doesn't because once he starts feeling good it slips his mind <laughs> and then he goes back to st- uh, square one again when mm-hmm. he usually tweaks it so this is what I'm trying to prevent from you I'm getting you at a much earlier age you're much more malleable you don't have all the baggage that he does so I'm trying to prevent that stuff from happening I think so, it's great I think you yeah. as a uh, you know a nice little consultant to me I think we could I think we can take this sucker down by the way this year I think this is the year I think this is the year of slang Giants I think Timmy and AR are certainly in the scopes for me and I think the year 2021 is going to be the year where I slay those dragons 
That's good. And see, that's the thing. I can't tell you how to hit a golf ball, but I can tell you how to get ready to hit a golf ball. So, you know, that's if I captivate the man that captivated a thousand, mm-hmm. I in turn captivated a thousand people. So <laughs> that's what I'm just trying to do for you, Beam. If I can get you to shoot a 72, you know what? That makes me feel like I maybe had a small part in that. So that's what we're trying to get to. Um, yesterday, what did I do, Beam? Uh, explored part of the great north, I guess a little bit of northeastern state, north northeastern central Ohio, you know, uh, the Danville area, cruising mm-hmm. around up there. I had some stuff I had to get done. So was up there, was outside. Got to feel a little bit of that nice warm sun on my face. And then when I got home, Beam, we had some, uh, obviously the kids practice, the, the nightly shuttle between me and uh, the missus, getting yeah. the kids where they need to go. Uh, we cooked a little food. We got, we got a new uh, nice cast iron skillet. So oh, to, there you go. How did yeah. it work? Did you use it? Oh, yeah. We used it last night. Made some. Uh, my wife made a little chicken dish in it. It was great. She was excited. We seasoned it up earlier uh, yesterday or the day before, and so it was ready to go. And, you know, excited. Love the cooking beam. Love all the little cook- cooking tools. We've been looking to get one for a while. And so one day during the show, I just spent really the whole show looking at um, cast iron skillets on uh, online. And mm-hmm. then I, I settled on one and purchased it. So, you know, if you ever wonder what I do here sometimes, that might be it. He's always back there. What is he doing? Yeah, you never know what I'm doing back here while I'm searching for uh, cooking equipment sometimes on, on the line. Uh, so we did that, and then, you know, I sat, uh, sat outside for a little bit and read a book. You know, I mean. Sounds lovely. It was, it was so nice. Like, you know, I, I, the kids had wrestling and different stuff late, and I'm like, I don't want to try to start a fire and get all that nonsense going because it's it, – it's tough. They won't want to go to bed when I tell them to. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to go outside here about 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock. Still light. Still beautiful. Read for a half hour. Enjoy some of the outdoors and really get to experience it. So it was, uh, it was absolutely wonderful. Very, very pleasant. Oh, I'm glad that you had a good time, man. Wife and I went out to dinner last night, hung out on a nice little outdoor patio. So it was awesome. I mean, I think everybody in central Ohio had a smile on their face yesterday, Carp, because it was just flat out amazing. So glad that you had a good day. I think we'll recover, recover from our injuries. I don't think it's too bad. So maybe even hit some more golf balls today. going to be a little chillier, but we'll see what happens. A little uh, warm-up session indeed before uh, we get those glutes activated. General, it is 3-4, March 4th of 2021. Time for today in history time to get smarter morning juice presents today in history here's your professor bobby carpenter all right general let's rock and roll oh man we've got uh some big stuff going on this day in history beam as you sit here and you know look around at, at what has happened uh in the world and where we are uh this date is march 4th it is the 63rd day of the year, it would be 64th. It was in a leap year, but we are not in that year, so don't worry about that. Uh, 1743, beam. Wait, 1443. Oh my. my! My reading gets a little. 1493. <laughs> I'm con- let me read. Let me try reversing these numbers all over the place. 1743, 1443, actually 1493. Is where we were going with this. And the only reason I knew that was I'm like, this doesn't make sense what I'm about to say. Christopher Columbus okay. arrives back to Portugal because if he sailed the ocean blue in 1492, mm-hmm. how could he have possibly taken him 100 years and change to get back? So it took him a year. Uh, Christopher Columbus arrives back in Portugal after the discovery of the Western Hemisphere, him landing in the Bahamas. You know, obviously going down there, collecting some stuff, and then returning uh, back to Europe. 
that was this date, and I don't even know how they would have that stuff. I have no idea. It was over five, 500 years ago, man. Uh, absolutely insane. So uh, a little more recent stuff, 1789, not that recent. Uh, new, uh, the first Congress meets in New York City ratifying the Constitution. So, you know, we get the backbone for what is our U.S. government. Uh, beam, everybody knows about the 13 original colonies. Could I... Can I venture you a guess in what the 14th state ratified to the United States Union was? 14th state. So I got the I got the uh, the first 13. I think I I think we could do that one. But the 14th state, God, I don't even know what that would be, Carp. I mean, let's see. I think Ohio. We were 17th, weren't we? Yeah, we were close. We were the first one of the Northwest Territory. I know but... Kentucky was was before. I'm going to go with Kentucky. Uh, you would be close. I'm not sure. I, I think Kentucky may it's either before or after Ohio, but Vermont. Oh, okay. The Catamounts. Yeah, exactly. The 14th state joining the Union in 1791. Uh, 1933, FDR becomes the 32nd president in the United States. Only president to be elected four times. Longest tenured president in United States history passed away in, uh, a little into his fourth year in office uh, and succeeded, succeeded by his vice president, Truman, who also did a pretty good job there for the next couple terms that he was in office. Uh, some birthdays today. Um, Beam, you a Notre Dame guy? My stepdad like a, is a big Notre Dame fan. Your stepdad, okay. Yeah. So that's what I thought. So he will appreciate this day. It might be like an unofficial holiday to him because, you know, Beam, we're going to keep it on the road. Go, 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 go. <laughs> today, in 1888, 1888, Newt Rockney was born. So March 4th, uh, 1888. Famous Notre Dame coach in the win one for the Gipper speech, mm-hmm. uh, which has done a great job with uh, being reenacted in Rudy as well. Man, Sean uh, Aston just killed that one. He, he did really it. did. It was awesome. He was he was fantastic, and then he actually uh, joined Frodo and went to Mount Doom. Mm-hmm. Right, turned afterwards. into a Hobbit. It was a great companion. <laughs> he on turned his trip. into a Hobbit. The kids couldn't understand that when they watched Rudy. <laughs> How did he become a normal person? Well, he wasn't really a Hobbit. That's part of it. Um, How did he go from being a Hobbit in Middle Earth to an undersized football player? Playing for Notre Dame. It's one of life's great mysteries. It really is. And I'm like, and on top of that, he actually filmed Rudy long before he filmed uh, The Hobbit. So he's also got that going for him. Um, birthdays today. Kevin Johnson, a former NBA player. And I didn't realize this. The mayor of Sacramento. All right. Uh, played for the Phoenix Suns in their uh, NBA championship run that fell short against the Bulls in 1993. I actually have a Kevin Johnson signed basketball card that I sent to him with my friend. He signed it and sent it back. So I have a Kevin Johnson signed basketball card. He is turning 55 today, which, my goodness, makes me feel incredibly old. Kid from my youth, about my kid's age. remember watching him play all the time. Terrific player. Happy birthday to a Buckeye, Beam. Uh, one, of the most, one of the best running backs in Ohio State history, turning 49 years young today. And a guy who I've gotten a chance to get to know pretty well over the last couple years through the Buckeye Cruise, Robert Smith. All right. Turning 49 years old today. I mean, he's like, he's the he's double trouble for Rothman because he's not only a Buckeye, mm-hmm. but uh, he's also a Minnesota Viking. So we saw him at the Mall of America Carp a couple of years ago when we were at the Super Bowl, and I thought Rothman was just going to blow his gasket. Like I thought for sure he was just going to lose his lid. Like he was walking towards us, we were walking towards him, and he's like, "Should I say something? Should I say something? Should I say something?" And then as soon as he passed, he's like, "Hey, Robert!" And I'm like, "Dude, that was so awkward. We could have made it a whole lot better than that." But yes, you're right. Double trouble for Mr. Ar himself. Oh yeah, and he's a super nice guy too. Like mm-hmm. I think Rothman's talked to him on the cruise multiple times. Like <laughs> it's been fantastic because that's one of the great things about Ohio State. Now, 
She had a chance to talk to a recruit last night about it. I'm like, listen, man, regardless of how old you are, you come here, it's Buckeye Nation. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're 18 or 49, like, you, you get treated like you're all part of the same family. So it's awesome to see that. Robert Smith turning 49 years old. Uh, the groin collector himself turning 31 today, being former Michigan State Spartan and current uh, Golden State Warrior. Uh, Draymond Green mm-hmm. turning 31 years old today. Loves collecting groins. It's his sure favorite does. pastime. Uh, as you would note in the NBA Finals. And then um, on this day in history, a famous passing 2001 beam. Since we talked a little bit about FDR and his four terms, uh, Jim Rhodes, the 61st governor of Ohio. And I don't know if you know this, Beam, you can only serve two consecutive terms as governor in the state of Ohio. Jim Rhodes, four-term governor, uh, one of only four people in the United States history to serve Four terms as governor. He served the fourth longest of any governor in the history of the country. How did he do it? Well, took a term off, came back, and then served two more. He passed away on March 4th, 2001. Uh, so little little nugget of history right there for you. And then also this date in history, some observances. We have, uh, my goodness, there's some, some really weird stuff going on. National Brain Injury Awareness Day. Uh, okay. We've got that. Um International Scrapbooking Industry Day Beam. I don't know if you're a scrap uh, scrapbooker or anything that you've got going on. Uh, and then National Grammar Day as well. So both you, I, and Shark, and the rest of us, and that was probably worded incredibly wrong, but we'll be, it's National Grammar Day. So we're going to try to be the wordsmiths that you ask us to be. Yeah, so that we're is, ulti- uh, March 4th, this date in history. All right, perfect. Great job on that, General. We will ultimately fail at World Grammar Day, but we can always uh, go back and you know make sure before we put out a tweet or a text that we're punctuating the correct way. So very, very good job. Happy Grammar Day uh, to everybody out there. I'm sure Nelly will be very happy about that. Country Carp. Grammar. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's you know basically one of the same. Not a big scrapbooker, but uh, yeah, for anybody who does scrapbook, very uh, happy scrapbooking industry day to you. General Jackets in action tonight against the Dallas. Dallas Stars, but some more good news for the CBJ. More fans in the yes. arena coming to Nationwide. Get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Allstate. We have an accident working to clear on the north outer belt between State Route 161 and Cleveland Avenue. Just watch for a minor slowdown in that area. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance with pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate. Pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Morning Juice is sponsored by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Live and local weekdays starting at 6 a.m. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Live, local, loud, very loud. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. A little Thursday edition of the program. You know what that means. Coming up in our next segment, we're checking with our friend Rick Reichert, see who was dealing this past week for us, who performed the best. Uh, and then at 7.20, man, we'll fire the cannon with our guy Jeff Svoboda, CBJ Insider. Big game tonight against the Dallas Stars on the road. Uh, so, of course, we'll check in with our guy. Then at 8.35, man, we'll uh, talk to our man from the sporting news, Bill Bender. He'll join us to talk some national college football coming into 2021, biggest storylines and all that. So nice little show we got for you today, General. The Jackets have uh, made some news over the last couple of days, Carp. 
first game with fans back in over a year at Nationwide Arena. Well, you're getting more in the building, which is amazing. Yesterday they announced, General, uh, here was their statement that they put out. The Columbus Blue Jackets announced today that tickets to games beginning March 9th with the matchup versus the Florida Panthers will go on pre-sales for season ticket holders on Thursday and Friday with a limited number of tickets to select games going on sale to the public Saturday at 9 a.m. Pre-sale opportunities will be uh, will give priority to day one season ticket holders, season ticket licensing, full season, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so this with the new on-sale procedures follow the announcement that the indoor arenas across Ohio have been approved to welcome up to 25% of their seating Oof. capacities of their venues. So we're going from 10% to 25% at Nationwide Arena. So did the numbers on that. Everybody did. And you're going from 1,900 strong carp to just under, uh, just over 4,500. So it says right here, 4,536 will be allowed in Nationwide Arena. So more than doubling your capacity. That is awesome. Like, it was amazing. Zach Wierenski saying, like, didn't feel like there were 2,000 people in the stands. It felt more than that. Now you're almost, you're doubling that up. That is awesome to hear, Carp. So if you're lucky enough to get some tickets, public presale, whatever, like, I can't wait to be able to go to a Jackets game again. Like, this is awesome news. Just flat oh, out no. amazing. Because you're getting to join the battle beam. You yeah, get to carry see the it flag. Live. You get to see it live. I mean, how mm-hmm. can, you have the tagline, got to see it live, but wait. You can't get into the arena to see it live. So you know what? That stinks. And now you can. We had a little bit in, a little bit more, 25%. You know what, Beam? Maybe that number will begin to transition over to Ohio Stadium mm-hmm. for the spring game. Open air, outside, maybe even a little more. What are the Reds and Indians having, 30% or yep. 25% indoors? Who knows? Maybe is this the vaccine continues to roll out. You know, numbers keep dropping. Things keep improving. Dare I say, could you could you maybe see, you know, 40,000 people in the shoe? That sounds pretty good to me. It's way better than a poke in the eye. And so it's awesome to see this for the Jackets. Hopefully they start taking care of some business with the Stars and everything. And, you know, you get to the friendly confines of Nationwide Arena, and they have a, a frothy and raucous crowd mm. ready to cheer them on. You could see Felino after the game, like, just – there was some emotion in that after they yeah. beat the Red Wings. Getting to hear people scream, get the CBJ chant going on. Like, it was palpable. It was real. And players feel that. They feed off of it. It doesn't matter whether you're 13 or 31, man. When you're playing in front of people and there's energy in the building, you can feel that. Yeah, you certainly can, man. So the Jackets in action tonight against the Dallas Stars down in Texas. 8.30 puck drop. So that means 8 o'clock coverage begins right here on the fan after the Buckeyes show. So that's always good. So a little late night rodeo tonight down there in Dallas for the CBJ. Awesome that they're going to get to host uh, 25% of the capacity in your right, Carp. I mean, these vaccines starting to roll out, man. Things are you know starting to look a little bit more normal, which is amazing. I mean, it's been a year since we got to this point, uh, and they are starting starting to creep back to a little bit of normalcy, which is just flat out amazing to see. Uh, it's been one heck of a year, man. It has been uh, tumultuous. So there's no doubt about that. So uh, happy for Jackets fans, happy for the fans here in Central Ohio. And you're right. I mean, Clippers uh, announced that their season was going to be delayed, Carp. So the more and more that we get into this season, I mean, I, I can't tell you what I would pay for. I mean, I, I will tell you, I would I would pay, I mean, just gobs of money to be able to go and get like a 12 to $15 Labatt at, 
uh, nationwide, <laughs> and pay I would pay, I'd pay, pay hundred dollars to go to a Clippers Day game. Like if we had a day like yesterday, like a nice sixty degree sunny day, oh, Clippers yeah. noon start, you know, on a Wednesday or whatever. I mean, a gobs oh. of money to get into that building. Yeah, day drinking, watching a little baseball outside, sure. sun on your face. Stagger out of there, maybe show up late to the show on Thursday. Sounds fantastic. I like Tom Brady, man. I mean, you know, yes. really, uh, really channel the inner TB12 there and uh, lose my sea legs a little bit. That'd be amazing. Drink some of that avocado vodka that he's been talking so much about. Yeah, I mean, it would be great. So, anyways, Jackets get 25% capacity back. Uh, that's starting next week, so March 9th in their series against the Florida Panthers. So, uh, the castaway island of misfit toys and the old Columbus Blue Jackets coming into town. Uh, I'm sure that they will get a warm welcome next next week, next March the 9th, uh, when the Jackets are able to do this. Uh, real quick, John Tortorella yesterday speaking during uh, his his press conference that he had during you know morning skate, their practice that they had yesterday before leaving for Dallas. And here was one more torts cut on, and I know that you have been very adamant about this carp. You didn't like how Yarmo had to come out and signify that, you know, he was backing John Tortorella and he was torts. He was even asked about it yesterday, uh, the day after the press conference. And yeah, here was, here was his answer about how he just hated having to speak on Yarmo's vote of confidence. We were thinking about getting ready to play a game. I was thinking about getting ready to play the coaching staff players. That's all we were concerned about. We have to answer the questions. We get fined if we don't come and visit you guys and answer your questions, so we have to come and talk to you. But we weren't concerned about anything else, about just trying to be better as a hockey club. Yeah, heard it from the man right there. What else do you want him to say, Carp? He said it after the game, wasn't wasn't happy about Yarmo having to do that, not worried about it, uh, and then he you know, backed it up yesterday. <laughs> we get fined if we don't come and talk to you, so here you go. Here's my answer on that. Which is awesome. I love that he lays that out. Anytime coaches or players or general managers, whoever it is, talk about the fines for media obligations, that means mm-hmm. I really don't want to do this. Right. The only reason I do it is because if not, I'm going to get paid less because they're going to start docking my salary. So John Tortorella, I think he does enjoy the media to a certain extent. Bill Parcells always did. I see a lot of Parcells in him. And enjoys, it to an extent, the, the back and forth. Understands they have a job to do, but gets sick of the nonsense from time to time. And this, this is where they are. There's people who are paid to ask these questions and to – you know, to, t- to write and talk about it. And that's, he understands that it doesn't mean he doesn't necessarily disagree with it, but he understands that they have a job to do, but it's awesome. You know, that he always sits there and drops that out. Yeah, it sure is, man. Torts also uh, talking about his top defensive line and how they were really the catalysts on Tuesday against the Red Wings and why they won that game. And it's something that Jackets fans surely are excited to see uh, Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski kind of get back into form. I thought Z and Jonesy, as a tandem, played very well off of one another. It's a big step for them, and it's a big step for our team if they can get going because they work off of one another so well, and that really helps us with our game, the tempo of our game and, and everything about it. So it was one of the better games, not just Z playing really good, not just Jonesy playing really good, but both of them together working off one another. So that's very important for our team. I love how you could hear him hammer down on the podium like, all right, you know, Z was playing great. Jonesy was playing great. They're back. Like, these are twin pillars, Bob. I mean, when they're out there, they are one of the best defensive pairings in the NHL when they're on their game. That has been missing this year, so it was great to see them be able to do that last game. We'll see if it carries over tonight. And that's it. See if it carries over. See if it's a sign of things to come. That's what people were hoping for. Mm -hmm. They're great on the blue line. They're one of the best in the NHL. They have not been that this year, even when they were healthy. You saw it the other night, and you thought, okay, 
This is looking a little bit more like what we've seen the last couple of years. Z's back, feeling good. Jonesy's engaged, making great plays. You know, and, and almost an unbelievable save to keep it in play at the blue line, mm-hmm. uh, to keep it in the offensive zone. I mean, these guys are – the effort is never a question with them. They're playing hard. It's just getting the rhythm, the flow, and that continuity, playing well together. And sometimes when guys are hurt, being in this weird, you know, COVID year and you know, you're not practicing all together in the offseason, you have to do like the shift practices and everything – it hurts your continuity. And in a free-flowing sport like hockey, that's a big, big part of it. Yeah, it certainly is. Jackets in action tonight in Dallas to take on the Stars. 8.30 puck drop, 8 o'clock coverage begins right here on the fan. All right, yes. we're going to check in with our friend Rick Reichert and find out who was dealing this past week. We'll do that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Allstate. The roads are in good shape so far today. The only accident we had has cleared. You will, however, still find out on State Route 203. Things are closed there in both directions between State Route 47 and State Route 4 due to flooding. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance with pay-for-mile insurance from Allstate. Pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1. The fan traffic. Buckeyes, jackets, hard-hitting talk, and Rothman saving dogs. You know, just a typical day at a sports radio station. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Big dudes, bigger opinions. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Thursday edition of the program, 6.30 segment on a Thursday. You know what that means. Time to find out who was dealing. Morning Juice presents They're Dealing. Sponsored by Reichert. Talk to our good friend Rick Reichert every single week at this time. Rick, what's happening, bud? Good to talk to you. Man, the sun's coming up. It's a beautiful day. Good morning. And I can't uh, can't complain at all. Texted you yesterday, asked if you were good to go for this morning, and you uh, you swiftly responded with, "Why are you not hitting golf balls right now?" In ah. which I swiftly responded uh, with a picture of me at the range. I just got to ask you. I mean, have you decompressed from your Disney trip yet? Like, how are you doing? Yeah. So uh, a lot of the shakes are gone. I'm actually sleeping well at night. Um, I'm off the medication. So yeah, this past week has been much better. Good, good. I'm really happy. I'm really happy to find that out. It was, uh, it's pretty amazing, man. The weather, like we said, you brought the warm weather back. You were really, I mean, the winter buster, uh, Rick. It was pretty amazing, man. You came back from Florida and all of a sudden, like, we've been in the 40s and 50s every single day. So I think we have to thank you in Central Ohio for that. Whole lot happening this week, Rick, in sports. Who was dealing for you this week, bud? Man, I got to tell you, I'm going to throw throw a quick one out because I just want to give a shout out to Big Ten basketball. And I know the Buckeyes are in a major slump, but, man, they're a good team. And I've watched more Big Ten basketball, I think, the past two weeks. There have been some great games. I think there's five or six teams that really are, are better than good. And just a shout-out to the Big Ten for the way that they're, they're, they're playing ball in these, these games. My big, my big they're dealing players of the week, though, and this is going to be a whole lot of people in one kind of statement. But I have the honor Tuesday night, thanks to the fan, of going to the Blue Jackets game. All right. And being one of the 3,000 people in that, in that arena – and my word, their deal on player of the week are all the employees of Nationwide Arena, the Blue Jackets themselves, Nick Foligno after the game, you know, Cam Atkinson coming out setting the tone for the game, the things that he said, Mike Todd getting the crowd clapping for all the, the workers in the stadium. I mean, it was awesome. Like everybody, there was nobody in that arena that wasn't just absolutely enjoy 
to be there, to stand in line at a concession stand, to see the smiles behind the mask, then even being stuck in the parking lot leaving. <laughs> like, I miss that feeling, being stuck in a parking lot, having to sit and wait to get out. But everybody's smiling and honking their horns because we haven't done that in literally a year. So those nationwide employees that had to sit out a year, a lot of them haven't been working. They were so grateful to be back to work and to have the crowd in that stadium which only with 2,000 people, man, you could feel the buzz. You didn't need 20,000 people screaming to feel it on Tuesday night. That was awesome. So thank you to them. Now that is uh, that is fantastic, Rick. I, I love it down there. And, you know, you never thought you'd miss Bob get sitting there, a chance mm-hmm. to listen to him in a post-game <laughs> wrapping up. And even better, you got to talk about a win. So fantastic there on yeah. your behalf. Hopefully, yeah. you know, as you're sitting there, you can feel the blisters, you know, maybe – starting to heal on your feet from all the miles you walked at Disney as well. So get off your feet and relax a little bit. I got three, 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 uh, they're dealing for you today. I got number one. You mentioned him. Mr. Cam Atkinson started off with a goal, the shorthanded goal, most shorthanded goals in blue jackets history, leading the team in goals this year. Awesome start for our guy, Cam doing a fantastic job. Mr. Cam Atkinson to Justin Fields, who apparently yeah. is the best one read quarterback in college football history that I just found that out since he could never get to a second read and obviously had a ton of success, I, I think he must be the best one-read quarterback ever as he's just being eviscerated right now, I think, by some of these draft analysts. And I think some of it's you know, fake news and misinformation because everybody that I've talked to has him at least as their second, no worse than third quarterback. It's very tight between him and Wilson. So you know what? Good for Justin Fields in the sun, Rick, our good friend. <laughs> He is coming back. He has been dealing this whole week. You get to go out there. What's better than shopping for a car in a beautiful 50 degrees, sunny day, little, little sunshine there, breeze, just walking the yard, walking the lot, seeing all the beautiful vehicles out there, the sun glistening off of their waxed hoods. That is a sight to see, sir. Man, I absolutely love that. I hope the sun just attacks and dominates every day from here on out. Yes. And I got one comment about Justin Fields, man. It's Ohio against the world. We got to remember that. <laughs> Everybody outside of our little bubble doesn't like anything that happens in our wonderful little town, the best in the country. So, go Justin. Yeah, it is pretty amazing, man. He's being dragged through the mud, which I don't understand. You saw his two years here at Ohio State. He was phenomenal. Also, uh, having Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson just be open, like what do you want him to do? 15 yards at a time. It's fine. So uh, I love that, General, how you went with the sun. Yes, the sun I think is everybody's their deal in Player of the Week because it has been out in full force. I'm actually going to go with a preemptive strike for their their deal in Player of the Week for me. I'm going to go with the Ohio State basketball team. Big-time game. I know that they're slumping. I think they had an entire week of rest and relaxation and trying to sharpen their blade for Illinois coming up this Saturday. Illinois just coming off of a blitzkrieg against Michigan. I mean, just taking them back behind the woodshed. And you know what, man? I think this team's going to get it done Saturday against Illinois, Rick. I think Dwayne is in for a big game. I think we're going to see Justin Ahrens perform much better. Uh, and certainly EJ, every single time he plays Illinois, man, he is special. That's his hometown or his home, uh, home state school. They were obviously courting him very early, early on. He picks to come here to Columbus. I think they're going to have a big game. So I'm actually going preemptive strike Buckeyes this weekend. And then when we get to do this again next Thursday, we'll be able to recap a big win, Rick. How's that sound? Yeah, and we'll be able to determine based on the results whether you're allowed to do a preemptive strike anymore or not. <laughs> well, it's like you. I mean, you were the one that put the uh, you know Tom Brady into the ether, and all of a sudden they won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I if we can ride that Rick Riker kind of like, I don't know if it's a curse or not, and be able just to move that along with the Buckeye basketball team, we'll see how this works. 
You mean my false reverse curse that didn't actually false work? Yeah, let's, let's, let's put that on a plaque, brother. No, it's all good. Congrats to all of them. And I, I, and I know this Buckeye team, when they get their rhythm, they, I, don't, I don't think anybody in the Big Ten can beat them. So they just got to catch fire. And, and then this time of year is perfect, right before Big Ten tournament, right before the NCAA. They don't have to travel far to Indiana to play in the tournament. There's a lot of things looking up for the Buckeyes right now. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm with Absolutely. you. Go Bucks. Absolutely, buddy. Always appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the lovely weekend that we're going to have, Rick. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week, all right? All right, boys. You got it. Enjoy it. Absolutely. There he goes, our good friend Rick Reichert, telling us who was dealing this past week. Love how he went uh, with the Blue Jackets workers there at Nationwide Arena Carp. I mean, it's uh, it's amazing, you know, just thinking about the year that we've had uh, and everything been taken away. Love that Rick went there. Love that you went with the Sun. So, yes, the Sun is uh, our weird deal and player of the year so far up to this point in 2021. All right, we're going to head to the national landscape and throw some quick hitters coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by All Stay and out on Hamilton Road at US 33. Watch for some slowdowns in that area. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance with pay for mile insurance from Allstate. Pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic. Wish the fan app was compatible with Apple CarPlay or Android Auto? Well, now it is. Download the new fan app today for all your listening needs. The fan. One of these guys voluntarily ripped off his toenail. I don't have anything else to say. You're listening to Morning Juice. Morning Juice! Right here on the fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. Right now, time to throw some quick hitters. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Shark, a very happy Thursday to you. What's happening? Uh, happy Thursday to you as well, Beamer. I, I I can't believe this, but former Steelers linebacker Jack Lambert, former Kent State Golden Flash also, uh, 68 years old, and he is getting rid of his stuff, his memorabilia. Going to auction his uh, things through Leland's. Um, Steeler fans, or any fans for that matter, can bid on things like an autographed game-worn helmet from the 1976 Pro Bowl, uh, just game-worn jerseys and, and game balls and trophies and Beamer, a container that once held Jack Lambert's false teeth. I don't know why in the world anybody would want that, but there you go, Steeler faithful. I mean, the black and gold. If you want to have a container that held Jack Lambert's famed teeth, Bob, you can do that. That's what makes America, you know, one of the best countries in the world. You want a famous person's tooth holder? Go ahead. You can do anything you want. Free market, bid as high as you want on that sucker. It's autographed. I saw it. I mean, it's one of the, it would be one of the most interesting, uh, novel things, I guess you you could have as a sports collector and having that so i'm sure someone will pay an absurd price for it he'll uh, reap the benefits of it no skin off his back but yeah i was reading this and that is uh it's flat out amazing so if you really want that and you're a fan of jack lambert you yourself can go and bid on it so just no, it's crazy it's it's absolutely fantastic like what are you going to do with that maybe you store your own false teeth in there mm-hmm. maybe you store change in it Maybe it just sits out beam as an ashtray on your coffee table as a conversation piece. Like, I'm not really sure what you do with another man's false teeth holder. It's absolutely terrific. Jack Lambert, one of the toughest linebackers ever to play. Like Shark mentioned, Kent State Golden Flash. 
Uh, great to see you know, he's you know, getting some of this stuff out of there. I'm sure, I'm curious what he's doing. I bet he's donating some of the money to charity. And he probably looks around. You know, heck, he's in his 70s now. And my dad's begun giving me a lot of our, his stuff and our stuff. And it's like, eventually you look around like, I've had this sitting here for 40 years. Might as well start getting it out now or else someone else is going to be carrying it out as they carry me out uh, horizontally. So good for him getting you know getting this to some of his great and adoring fans. Bob, a middle linebacker, came out of Kent State at 210 pounds. Crazy. How about that? What did you weigh when you went into the NFL? Oh, goodness, 257. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, believe me, my dad always talked about it because he played against me. He was with the Steelers. My dad was with Houston. And so, yeah, he wasn't very big. He wasn't very fast. You know, he's tough. He was mean. And that's – so it made him yeah. good. There's a story I heard that he ran his forty, and they were you know said four four eight five, and he like started cursing and yelling at him. The next time they're like, oh four seven one, magically got better. Yeah, he was an amazing guy, and what is truly amazing is that as tough as he was, his career was ended by turf toe. Just uh, couldn't get over that foot injury, that toe injury. All right, there is a bill in the Kentucky State Legislature that, if passed, would allow this year's high school seniors to get an extra year of eligibility due to the pandemic. You could conceivably go back for a fifth year of high school if you wanted to further your education or your sports career. And, Bob, the state Senate has already passed the bill this week and sent it off to the uh, Kentucky House. Oh my gosh, I mean, I, I love that they're giving these kids opportunities. Mm-hmm. It just jacks up so many things. Yeah, There's a lot of unintended consequences when you do this. Like, what classes would you take? Of course, I don't know. I mean, Are you retaking the same classes? Like, I what mean, are we doing here? I mean, oh yeah, there might be a couple that you're like, oh, I couldn't fit those into my schedule. But, like, what do you have, like a, a 13th year English? I mean, <laughs> like, there's certain classes. It's really on the Schlegel schedule down there. Oh, exactly. And so it's you're trying to figure that out. I mean, and you'll be, and plus... Like in Ohio, you can only be so old mm-hmm. and play in sports. If you turn, I think, 19 before October or something, you can't play after that. Well, what the heck is, are they going to waive that then, too? You're giving everybody else a second year. And believe me, like I said, I think it's awesome because there's some kids that lost their spring and like part of their winter sports season last year. So for college recruiting and stuff, that might help. But like the schools will have to completely recalibrate a lot of stuff. I, I don't know if this is a good thing or not. I, I wish I could be more decisive on it. There's I love the opportunity, but there's a lot of unintended consequences. Yeah, I'm with you, Bob, 100% on that. It's just, you know, really wild. And, listen, I think a lot of people understand that, you know, years are being ripped away from seniors, and it would be great if they could do this. I just don't know, again, logistically how this would work. And so, I mean, if you've got the people down there in Kentucky and they want to be able to do this, uh, then that's fine. I don't really see it coming to uh, the great state of Ohio. So it would be fascinating to see how that works. And again, I mean, you know, for the educational purposes, Bob, I mean, some kids just can't learn from sitting on a computer. Uh, most kids can't. And so, you know, if it's trying to be able to still develop their education, I mean, you're talking about, you know, a, a group of eighth graders coming in to now being in the high school to some of the seniors coming back. Like, what does that do for the school numbers? Schools are only built because their districts are so big. And so it's just, I don't know, man, it seems like absolute pandemonium uh, from my, my point of view. But hey, man, maybe they have a a better read on it than we do up here but yeah anyways i think there's good and bad in it but it's just uh yeah it's really hard to comprehend uh that one all right we're gonna get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack and general something you mentioned earlier this hour justin fields kind of being dragged through the mud uh a little bit we'll get into that coming up coming up next uh in hour number two of the program morning juice right here on the fan 
from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Allstate. Traffic is slow on I-70 westbound between Miller-Kelton and the 71 East split. There's also an accident on Hamilton Road at US-33. And another slow spot is out on US-33 westbound between Bixby Road and Hamilton Road. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance with pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate. Pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good morning, I'm Mark the Shark. The Blue Jackets flew to Dallas yesterday. They take on the Stars in a two-game series beginning tonight. The teams have split their first two games this season, but Columbus is 9-1 and against Dallas in the last 10 meetings. Max Domi of the Jackets will play in his 400th career NHL game tonight. Face-off 8.30 here on the fan. With six minutes left in the third quarter, the Cavaliers led the Pacers by 19 points, 81-62, and looked well on their way to upping their winning streak to five in a row, but Indiana stormed back to beat Cleveland 114-111. to in college basketball, two games in the Big Ten. Maryland was firmly on the NCAA tournament bubble with a 15-10 and 10 record coming in. And the Terps certainly didn't improve their hopes, losing to Northwestern 60-55. to 55. Penn State nailed Minnesota 84-65. to 65. This sports center sponsored by Sheets says if Sheets coming to Columbus weren't awesome enough, they're giving you a chance to earn some free stuff. Go to SheetsIsComing.com. So what are you waiting for? Wake up and smell the... Smelling salts. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on the fan. Hour number two of the program. Brandon Bean, the general Bobby Carpenter, and our man Mark the Shark attacking and dominating uh, his way through those updates. Get some stuff, Shark. That was uh, pretty amazing right there. Uh, I did indeed enjoy that. Great job. Attacks and dominates the updates. Does a great job on this show, as always. If you'd like to follow along for the fun on Twitter, you can do so. At MorningJuice971 is where we are. You can tweet us, follow us there. All the fun stuff that we do and the interviews that we have are posted to those Twitter accounts. Uh, at MorningJuice971. Checked in with our good friend Rick Reichert at the 6 o'clock hour. Jeff Foboda will fire the cannon with our CBJ Insider coming up in our next segment, you know, about 20 minutes from now-ish. Uh, and then at 8.35, General, about an hour and a half, our good friend from the Sporting News, Bill Bender, is going to join us, talk some National Landscape College football, uh, storylines heading into 2021, all of that good stuff here as we uh, creep through the first week of March. Again, at Morning Juice 971. General, you're on Twitter, at BCARP3. I'm there, at Brandon Beam 971 And our great producer, fearless leader, all the above, Mr. Update himself, Mark the Shark, is on Twitter, at Shark on Sports. Right now, time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the largest selection of pool tables in Central Ohio. Alright, so talked about this in the first hour. Jackets welcoming up to 25% of Nationwide Arena. We're going to have 4,500 plus people in there. March 9th is going to be the game uh, where that happens against the Florida Panthers. Great news for the Jackets up in capacity. Absolutely love that. Talked to Rick Riker, Bob. Uh, he said he was 
there on Tuesday. Our guy Jeff Svoboda, obviously there for every single home game with the Jackets. Uh, really awesome to see, man. Excited for the Jackets being able to get this news. Uh, you heard Zach Wierenski after the game the other night saying it didn't feel like there were 2,000 people. It felt like more. Well, it's going to feel like more than 4,500 uh, when you get that stadium up to 25% capacity. So great news yesterday coming out of the Jackets camp. No, it's fantastic. Everybody's excited about it. You got a little taste of 10% beam. Can I interest you in upping the concentration mm. to 25% fans? You know, Rick was down there, said it was fantastic. I can't wait. 25%. I feel like I might have a shot at maybe getting some tickets now mm-hmm. and getting in there. So get some of that... Uh, that Molson, some of that Canadian moonshine, and get rolling down there. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely great. So as we enter the NFL draft process, I saw this too out of every single school with combine invites, which I didn't really understand this, Bob, since there is not a combine. Maybe you can uh, explain this to me like I'm five years old. Uh, I don't really understand it. But anyways, Ohio State led the list with 14 players invited to this combine. Again, I'm not really sure what it is because it's not happening. So can you explain this to me like I'm five years old? Because I don't get it. Yeah, well, someone would need to explain it to me, like I'm five years old first. So I guess the NFL Combine listed out players, and maybe these are the guys that they are – because in the past, I think they invited around 250-ish players, mm-hmm. I want to say, to the Combine. And so those guys, obviously, it's it's meetings, it's medical, and then it's the physical part too. And so maybe those are the 250 guys that they're going or, – or so guys that they're going to – allow teams that you know they had the, their normal selection process to where they can have some sort of portal that they'll go through and meet with the teams that way and i don't know maybe those guys will then be eligible to go to indy for their combine medical checks because they are going to have some guys still come in you know later which i had to go back to twi- a second time oh, really? they have the the medical recheck so i had my broken ankle and they're like hey all right you got to come back now and mm-hmm. whatever like a week a week before the draft and you know, I went there for literally like 15 minutes. Wow. Drove in, had to stay the night, woke up, ate breakfast, waited for like two hours. Oh, yep, that's good. You can go now. Thankfully, I am just got in a car and drove home. Drove two right. hours, two and a half hours back to Columbus. You know, like I'm there with Kellen Moore, who was at Oregon. Oh, And I'm God. like, this, he's like, this is terrible. I'm like, yeah, you spent like two and a half days mm-hmm. coming here for them to say, like, yeah, you're good. So, you know, I, maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, outside of that, like it's a pro day, so the school determines who can work out mm-hmm. with that. I'm not sure outside of that how it works, but maybe I guess it might have something to do with the interview process because I don't think it's been clearly defined yet. No, and I don't think it is either, so it'll be something interesting uh, kind of to watch, but Ohio State does lead the nation in players invited to this said combine uh, at 14. So Alabama had 11, uh, so the Buckeyes leading that camp firmly on that. So as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft, Bob, the question becomes here for a lot of fans in Central Ohio, uh, either A, what are the Bengals going to do with number the, the number five pick here uh, with their draft? I mean, is Penny Sewell going to be available and ready to play? What are they going to do? Is it going to be Jamar Chase? Is it going to be Penny Sewell. Uh, where are they going to go? Justin Fields. 
have a great quarterback battle. <laughs> yeah, sure. There you go. Why not? Ohio State quarterback battle part due this time uh, in the NFL. What are the Browns going to be doing, right? And then the other one here in Central Ohio, what we're all interested to see is going to be where our man, Mr. Fields, lines up in the NFL, where he is going to be selected. Uh, and you mentioned this earlier, and I kind of want to get into this. There is apparently, I guess, rumors flying around that Justin Fields is a one-read quarterback. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe that I'm just stupid when I watch. Well, I know I'm stupid, but you know, when I'm watching these games, Carp, like, I don't understand how that label is being thrown around with Justin Fields. Like, I don't, I don't get it. A one read quarterback doesn't make any sense to me. I think one of the knacks that you could have against Justin Fields is that, you know, he held on to the ball too long. If that first read wasn't there, he was always trying to make the spectacular play and trying to, you know, maybe force some things. I don't really understand where this label for a one-read quarterback is coming with Justin Fields. And, you know, I think you listen to everybody talk. It just is all about fit, whether you want Wilson, whether you want Fields to be your guy. I'm not really sure where all this is coming from for our, for our guy here in Columbus. I don't, I don't really get it. Yeah, I mean, I understand him and Wilson, you know, going back and forth. Sure. And, you know, it's kind of a matter of preference there. But to sit here and say, like, Justin Fields is a one-read quarterback, and like that, that that's inherently false. You know, is he a five-read guy? I don't think he's there at this point in his career. Um, you know, I think Joe Burrow was probably a little more polished last year coming out because he played five years in college. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields has essentially played, like, two and a half seasons in college. And one of those years, you know, he, he was uh, backing up Jake Fromm. Now, obviously, Joe didn't play except for his two years at LSU. But you get five years of ex- college experience. Justin has two and a half. And this year, the season was abbreviated. There was no spring ball. There was a lot of things, you know, that, that impacted his development. But to say that he is a one-read guy, like, and having watched every single game, the entirety of those games yeah. over the last two years and watching him in practice, like, that's, that's not true. He's not a, he's not a five-read guy yet, but there's a lot of guys in the NFL that never really become a five-read guy. He's got immense skills. He has immense talent. I've watched him improve dramatically over his two seasons at Ohio State. And I think there's still a lot of room to grow. He has a ton of upside still. And and so, yeah, is he Tom Brady in the pocket? No. No no one else is, though. You know, is he Drew Brees? No, he's not quite there yet. Pat Mahomes? No. Like, But that's you're not getting that guy day one, regardless of who it is. You know, Mac Jones, all oh, he re- has more reads. Well, you know what? He has tons of time. Everyone gets open. And you know what? When he throws Devontae Smith every time, that's his first read. No one says anything different. You've got great mm-hmm. receivers that are open, and that's your first read. Well, you throw it to them. Right. Like, you don't just pass up an open guy. That's for what a you're guy. taught, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the primary t- receiver. If he's open, throw him the ball. And a lot of times at great schools with great receivers, those guys are open, or at least open enough for you to throw it in there. But I've watched him make great throws. I've watched him read defenses, know where to go with the football. And that's another thing. Like, sometimes understanding your reads change mm-hmm. based upon – what coverage are in. And so it's like, if you get a good look pre-snap of what you think it might be, it may look like you're on your first read, but you almost started on your second because you knew the primary target wasn't going to be open given the coverage that you were going to see. So it's, I don't, I don't pay this a ton of credence. I think this is all just nonsense before the draft. I like Chris Sims a lot, but he's got him ranked like seventh or something. I oh, don't yeah, even it was know. outrageous. He's yeah, got I, Zach I, Wilson I, number one ahead of uh, Trevor of Lawrence, by the you way. You know too. what? And that's that. that's the era we live in and Chris obviously he knows quarterbacks mm-hmm. son of Phil Sims he played he played seven years in the NFL and got a chance to you know he was in New England working up there when I was uh playing and so you know I, I like Chris I respect him I don't think 
that this is accurate. I think he's searching and looking. And the longer you look for stuff, you might be able to find examples of it. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's who the guy is. Like the, everybody has plays that aren't perfect, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's not who they are. That that's exactly you know who they are. Like, I mean, it, it just it doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. So fascinating as we move forward to the NFL draft, what's going to happen uh, with Justin Fields and where he is going to be. But I think the, the one read label for Justin Fields, that should just be totally thrown out the window. Let me tell you what the one read is. Being, mm-hmm. My son's in here doing his homework this morning because he didn't do it last night, and that okay. frustrates me. Okay. We talked about it. And he does these little parables. He's in first grade, and they're yeah. reading like these little parables. And they what was the one they read before? Oh, The Boy That Cried Wolf. And I didn't even read the story. And they're asking, like, what happened the third time? The guy, the boy said something and he's like, they can't, they came to help. I'm like, no, the sheep got eaten because the wolf was there. I'm like, I know these stories, buddy. These are the parables that you learned growing up. Don't make stuff up because eventually no one will believe you. Poof, that David Copperfield, there you go. What are we reading today? Sour grapes. Fox jumping up, trying to get the grapes. First question, what did the fox want? The grapes. Why did he change his mind? They were sour. No, you're believing the fake news. The fox is leading. He didn't end up wanting them because he couldn't get them. And so he made up the thing, and he goes, I go, how did he know they were sour? He's like, he knew. I'm like, how? He never tasted them. We just like, knew, Dad. All right, leave knew. me alone. He goes, he could see the flavors. Oh, I'm like, he could see the flavors. I'm like, buddy. What flavor I don't, was it? Blue. Yeah. I don't know what spectrum you're working on. You might have access to some different like sense levels, sensories that I do not have, but I cannot see colors. I cannot hear Unless you're Bill Walton, then I guess you can. You can see colors and taste or uh, you know, taste taste colors and see see, see flavors. flavors. I was like I can't see flavors. I can't hear colors. I can't hear that your shirt is blue. I can see it. Okay? I can't I can't, you know, smell the color of the sky like that's not how it works you have to see those things i also can't see a flavor so that's that is fake news that is one read i don't know what i'm talking about i believe the fox because that's what he was telling me no go deeper get to the second part of the story dive into it a little bit yeah just uh crazy man so i love i love that you're dealing with that at home you can I see mean... the flavors taste the no it's taste the rainbow can you mm-hmm. taste the rainbow it smells no. like yellow in here what what are you even talking about so yeah crazy stuff with justin fields uh before we get to our guy jess Sabota, general wanted to bring this up so we got the tokyo olympics happening this summer uh over there in japan new president Maybe. of tokyo yeah exactly uh it's the plan to go on for now but the new president of the tokyo olympics uh organizing committee stopped short of saying that there would be no foreign fans at this year's games, uh, but she certainly hinted at it Wednesday after talks with IOC President Thomas Bach and others. Uh, the Jap- Japanese newspaper Manichi uh, reported Wednesday that the, that the decision had already been made to exclude foreign fans. It cited only unnamed sources, quote, involved in the discussions. If the situation is tough and it would make the Japanese consumers concerned, that is a situation that we need to avoid from happening. Organizing uh, committee members Psycho Hashimoto said uh, the newspaper report came in just before their meeting with Bach. She said a decision on foreign fans will come by the end of the month, and she wants one by March 25th. So three weeks from now, uh, when the torch relay begins from northeastern Japan, the Olympics are scheduled to open on July 23rd. So not entirely sure. I mean, if you were planning on going to the Olympics, Carp, 
it might not be happening for foreign fans, might only be uh, a Japanese home crowd for them this year, as it doesn't really look like at this point that you'll be able to travel there and go to that if you if you choose. Yeah, I'll have to ask him. My friends had tickets to it last year. Really? His, I'd love to all, go. I'd love to go to the Olympics. He had all of his airline, hotel, I mean, obviously everything booked. I mean, it was it was not cheap, as, I might, as you might imagine, Beam. And I'll have to find out what exactly he did with all that and if he – his tickets carried over or whatnot, because that's it's crazy. Well, at least they're going to make a decision. I don't know if you need to make one by March 25th. Yeah. The Olympics are usually in early August. I think if you had one by May 1st, that would give people May, June, July, three months to be able to make all their plans and everything to handle all that. So I think that that's a big piece of it. You want to give them enough lead time, but I don't know what the rush would be to make it this far out when I think three months would be sufficient. Yeah, and especially, too, I mean, these vaccines are rolling out, so who really knows with that? But, I mean, this thing has just been a whirlwind. I cannot imagine uh, what what that Olympic committee is going through with this because it's going to be, I mean, it could either be great carp or it can be an absolute train wreck. So we'll see what happens in Japan uh, this upcoming summer. All right, we're going to fire the cannon with our CBJ insider, Jeff Svoboda, coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. There is an accident on Harmon Avenue at Frank Road, Hamilton Road at US 33. Expect some slowdowns in those areas. Eat like you with Taco Bell's $5 Build Your Own Cravings Box. Pick from some of your favorites to create your own personalized box, complete with a medium fountain drink. Exclusively online or on the app for a limited time, tax extra at a limited participating Taco Bell location near you. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Morning Juice is sponsored by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Live and local weekdays starting at 6 a.m. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. If Morning Juice were a smell, it would be a combination of Ben Gay and undercarriage. Heavy on the undercarriage. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning right here on The Fan, Thursday edition of the program, 720 segment. You know what that means? It's time to fire the cannon. It's time to fire the cannon. With Jackets insider Jeff Svoboda, the cannon made me poop a little. We head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, checking with our Jackets insider Jeff Svoboda. Jeff, happy Thursday, bud. What's happening? Not much. I wish, uh, I, first of all, I'm excited to have that fancy intro there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also wish that um, I had run into you yesterday at the driving range. It was nice to get out and swing a little bit with the nice weather. Yeah, it really was, buddy. It was amazing. You sent me a message uh, last night, and or I guess yesterday in the afternoon, so that you were over in the covered portion. Uh, I was over on the right enjoying the sunshine, so it was pretty amazing. We'll have to get out and hit the links at some point this year, because uh, tell you what, man, it's uh, good to bury ourselves out of some of the snow. There's no doubt about that, but yeah, uh, hopefully your range session went better than mine, man, because I'm a little sore today. I mean, how are you feeling? 
<laughs> Feeling pretty good, but uh, my game is is in r- probably rougher shape than my body. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think I think mine is too. So I think we'll be all right as we get into spring and summer, buddy. Uh, it was a big win on Tuesday night for the Blue Jackets. Yarmo coming out with a statement, you know, backing his guy and John Tortorella. Tort saying, you know, he didn't really like not the fact that he didn't like that Yarmo did it, but just doesn't prefer that it would have to get to a situation uh, like this. They needed a win on Tuesday. They got it with the Red Wings. Uh, Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones, we've been talking about them, you know, as long as we have been talking and having this segment. They performed great on Tuesday. I think if this team wants to start moving in the right direction, Jeff, these two guys are going to have to be the catalyst for that change. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and they've been called the engine of the team for uh, for years now, really, not just this year, but uh, for four or five years, ever since Zach showed up on the scene uh, out of the University of Michigan. So, uh, yeah, it, it feels as though... That was a little bit of a different game uh, on Tuesday night. It was not a, not only a win that they needed, and certainly they, they did need it, uh, but just the way that they played, it just looked better. It just felt better, and it started with those two. Uh, they looked like themselves. They were not afraid to carry the puck up the ice, uh, not afraid to have it on their stick. Uh, for so much of this year, uh, not just them, but the entire team, it's almost been like the puck has been hot lava. Uh, whoever has is trying to get rid of it as quickly as possible. And it just didn't feel, it didn't look that way. It didn't feel that way on Tuesday night. And, the, and those guys kind of led the charge a little bit. Uh, I, I haven't had a chance to go back and look at the advanced numbers or anything, but just from the eye test, uh, it, it felt like those guys really had a good game. And, and you know, they, they just haven't looked like themselves for, for much of the year. Uh, you know, they both kind of struggled, I think, those first 10 games. And then Zach's been banked up a little bit. Uh, finally back and kind of finding his game. Seth has been slowly but surely finding his as well. And so... Uh, yeah, if those two guys can do it, you know, they're going to play 25 minutes a night, uh, no matter what it seems like for this team. Uh, so they've got to be among the two best players on the team. And they were the other night. And if they are going forward, that's going to be a really good sign. Talking to Jackets insider Jeff Svoboda here on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. And Jeff, you know, they beat the Red Wings, one of the worst teams in the NHL. And okay, they're supposed to, supposed to do that. But not in, in winning. I felt like they played really well, the entirety of the team. Power play looked good. Got a ton of good looks even when they didn't go in. Were able to execute on the power play. You had guys stepping up. You know, good puck movement. Were able to camp out in the offensive zone You know, for you know, minutes at a time. And you feel like really got some good movement there. Solid on defense. What was, I mean, watching this game to what you saw, and I understand, opponent aside, it just felt like they were a good team playing an inferior team, not a team that was struggling and barely beat a team that they should have. What changed with that from you know the last five games until the Red Wings game the other night? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Uh, you know, you can only beat the team in front of you, uh, and they played a pretty much an equally bad team in Nashville over the weekend and got and lost both of those games. So uh, you know, it was good to beat the team that was in front of them and, and beat a team uh, that's in a full rebuild mode and a team that's not playing particularly well in, in the Red Wings. Uh, but what did change? It just felt like confidence changed. Uh, it, it's such a weird thing in, in sports is that you know. What's that old saying? You know, if, if, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're probably right. Uh, and it felt like the, the way that the Jackets have been playing in the previous games, it just felt like they were playing without confidence. And, and you know, Torch kind of has that saying that he had, that he's gone to a number of times over the years is that you know he says he's a mental coach as much as anything. And you know, with confidence, you can't just peel back you know the the, the brain and uh, you know hit a button and give a guy confidence. Uh, it just kind of has to it just kind of has to happen. Uh, and it's his job to kind of make it happen, but it, but it's it's difficult. It's, it's say there's no button there. You just kind of have to let it naturally happen. And for some reason, whatever it was on Tuesday night, you know, as they got to the midpoint of that game, it it looked like it just sort of naturally happened. 
Uh, they were just so much more poised on the puck and so much more confident. Uh, and you could just tell they were playing with a little bit of swagger as that game went on. Uh, and whether that will keep going uh, remains to be seen. You know, there's been a couple games this year where I felt like they had turned a corner and then they came out and, and, and it just didn't keep going. The momentum just didn't keep going down the hill. But uh, every once in a while in the sport, you know, all it takes is one win and it, and it just keeps going. And, um, you know, maybe that was the win Tuesday night. And I guess we'll find out starting tonight against Dallas. Yeah, we certainly will. Talking to our Jackets insider, Jeff Svoboda, on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You can follow him on the old Twitter machine, at Jackets Insider. Uh, you did a great piece on BlueJackets.com, Jeff, uh, with you know the fans being back in the stands. And I think it had been, what, 366 days since uh, Columbus had actually yeah. seen. Uh, <laughs> the fans had seen a home game in Nationwide Arena. So over a year, you did a great piece chronicling uh, what fans could expect. You were in the building Tuesday. You've been there the entire season. Season. I know it was only 2,000. They're going to bump that sucker up to 4,500 next week. Uh, what was it like? What was the experience like, man, having people back? I mean, was there juice in the building? Like, it sounded like it on the TV broadcast. I mean, from your perspective, what was that like being there uh, for Jackets fans being able to be back in the building? Yeah, there was definitely some juice. And, you know, not the juice of 19,000, which is, I think, what we would all love to see right now, but there was definitely juice. And, the biggest thing for me was it just felt normal. Uh, you know, for, for over a year where literally nothing has been normal, uh, it just felt so good to be able to be walking into the arena and, and see fans and then, you know, have that buzz in the building and have, uh, you know, Torch said that the thing for him that kind of stood out, and it had been weird, is that, you know, when the empty building, you know, they play the national anthem and then it's just silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you, and normally that's the point of the game where everybody's so excited to get the puck drop and there's some juice and some energy in the building and so it was really nice to have that back in the building uh, on Tuesday night and for me the biggest change had been you know they score a goal and yeah the cannon goes off and you know they play a little bit ACDC and the goal song plays and uh, that still felt the same but there just wasn't that that wall of noise and that real excitement when the team had scored a goal over those, those first 20 so games uh, without fans in the building and, and the other night you know it, it just it, it was there and it, it felt good it, it felt right uh, and, and, you know, who knows what's going to happen over these next couple months. We're not at the, the end of the race yet as far as this whole pandemic goes, mm-hmm. but it just felt like a step in the right direction, and it was just so nice to see. It just, it just felt like it felt like the way things should be, uh, and I'm really excited to see kind of where it goes from here because, uh, uh, you know, the more the merrier, I guess you could say. All right, Jeff, two quick questions for me. Number one, if you fire a cannon inside and no <laughs> one's there to hear it, does it actually make a sound? And then also, do you still believe – Based upon what you've seen in totality from the beginning to the crappy middle to a, a little bit of a resurgence against the Red Wings, do you think this is a, still a playoff team in your mind? Well, I, I can tell you, uh, I guess, you know, not, not no one was there because I was in the building for those first couple games, but it still made a sound. It still made me jump out of my chair a couple times. Uh, the cannon did. If you're, when you're not expecting it, it still gets you. Um, but, uh, as far as the playoff question, I, I think it certainly could be. And, and we've seen this team go on run. Really, it's kind of been their M.O. over the last eight or nine seasons, going back to that lockout-shortened year where they very nearly made the playoffs in 2013, is that when this team gets hot, it gets hot. Uh, you know, they, they did it last year where they won 18 of 23 games to get back in the race. Uh, they won seven of their last eight to make the playoffs when they were pretty much dead in the water two years before that. Uh, so I'm not going to count them out. It just seems like this team always goes through some little bit of adversity or some little bit of struggle that ends up bringing them together. And then they just hit the gas pedal. So, uh, you know, they've, they've got to they've gotta go on a run, but they know how to do it. So I'm not going to sit here and count them out at this point. Uh, they still have some issues, uh, you know, in the defensive zone. They've still got three young centers they're trying to bring along. But 
you just never know uh, with this team. And, and I, I think certainly they got the odds to do it. And the schedule gives them a little bit of a chance to get hot here. And then, you know, you just never know when that happens. Yeah, Dallas has been struggling as well. Jeff, always appreciate the time, man. Looking forward to next week. Uh, enjoy this weather that we have. We'll have to get a golf game soon. In, and, uh, yeah, man, we'll chat next week, all right? All right, sounds good, boys. Thank you. Absolutely. There he goes, our Jackets insider, Jeff Swoboda. He was joining us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. What do Terry Bradshaw and Tom Brady have in common? The wild story that surfaced yesterday from 38 years ago. Get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Discoverer. We do have an accident on Ellen Creek Drive at Roar Road. Also crash on Harmon Avenue at Frank Road. And another accident on Hamilton Road at US 33. Discover matches all of the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like they're cramming a full year's worth of cash back into one of those cash-shaped birthday cards. Cash back match only by Discover Card.com slash match. Discover something brighter. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. The biggest guess, earth-shattering opinions, and Maddie making Anthony do push-ups during commercial breaks. I can't feel my leg. My bad, bro. Rockman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. The Fan. Protein shakes and energy drinks. The Breakfast of Champions. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. Doppler 10 forecast today for Central Ohio, high in the mid-40s today. So uh, a little bit of a dip from what we had yesterday in the upper 50s, but still, man, it's going to be sunshine all day long here in Central Ohio. So get it while you can. Mid-40s, a little bit chillier this afternoon than yesterday afternoon, but that that's okay. We're still uh, not going to get below freezing, so that's a good thing that we got going for us. General, do you know what Tom Brady and Terry Bradshaw have in common? They both share the name Tom Brady. Yes, exactly, which is very, very odd. So someone unearthed uh, this article dating back to 1983. That's right. So 38 years ago, uh, on March 22nd, listen to this. This is uh, from the UPI, UPI.com and their archives. Uh, this is in Shreveport, Louisiana. I'll read you this entire article. It said, Pittsburgh Steelers star quarterback Terry Bradshaw underwent surgery on his throwing arm under an alias, officials said on Tuesday. Charles Boyd, doctor's hospital administrator, said the four-time Super Bowl quarterback was admitted March 3rd under the name Thomas Brady. Bradshaw, who owns a farm south of Shreveport, was operated on the same day for muscle tears in his right elbow. Boyd said he left the hospital March 5th. Many times uh, we have to admit people under an assumed name or under no name to keep the press and the fans away. Dr. William Burdick, a Shreveport, a Shreveport orthopedic surgeon, repaired a small muscle tears in Bradshaw's elbow. Dr. Burdick was in consultation with the surgeon for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Burdick described Bradshaw as a quote super patient who made rounds as one morning in his hospital he really cheered them up when he was visiting ill children in the hospital burdick said bradshaw would do strength exercises until he can begin throwing the football in june doctor also said uh, that he's operated on a number of nfl players most recently cincinnati linebacker bo harris also a resident of shreveport bradshaw cannot be contacted for comment in a copyright story in the shreveport times burdick explained bradshaw's ailment quote the same thing as 
tennis elbow, classic tennis elbow, just on the outside. This one was on the inside. He should do fine. Lots of pitchers and other athletes who have thrown it. Uh, they have it. They develop it. It's sm- it develops from small tears in the muscles. Following surgery, Bradshaw went to the New York to film a commercial and served as the Grand Marshal for the Coca-Cola 500 stock car race last weekend in Hampton, Georgia. This story is unbelievable, Carp. I mean, almost 38 years ago to the day, Terry Bradshaw, under an assumed alias of Tom Brady, uh, having this having this surgery, like, I mean, what are the chances of that happening, Bob? Like, no, this it's... is just a such a strange, weird, throwback time machine story. Like, it's super odd. Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre. Doesn't surprise me this stuff happens, though. I mean, you have to go in as the alias. Everybody's digging into stuff now and, you know, trying to find out all the deets, if you will, Beam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of these guys have to protect some of that. And, you know, the, the elbow injury ultimately ended Terry Bradshaw's career. But that's uh, it's a fantastic story. Very ominous that that was the name that was chosen. Um, auspicious, if you will. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it was awesome to kind of hear this story coming out and you get a little peel back behind the curtain. Yeah, it was. And here was Terry Bradshaw's response because people were looking around like, is this actually, you know, a real news story uh, in what was happening? But it said the story hid in plain sight for 38 years, the last half of which considered Tom Brady being an NFL star quarterback. Only today, the anniversary of Terry Bradshaw's 1983 supposedly minor but ultimately career-ending surgery did the nugget emerge that Bradshaw used an assumed name when he entered the hospital. Ron Mexico. Exactly. It's perfect. That's my dad's alias as well, with many other people. Uh, and so here's what Terry Bradshaw said. Uh, he told this to Ed Bouchette of The Athletic. This was yesterday. He said, Tom Brady, how lucky am I? Bradshaw told Ed Bouchette of The Athletic. There's no question he and I are linked at the hip. Same initials, same number. I had hair back then. I was a sex symbol. I had it all going, which is amazing. So Bradshaw previously uh, mentioned the connection, and if he had nobody noticed, uh, we interviewed him at the Super Bowl in early 2020, and he described himself as the original TB12. He said this, let me tell you this, you're, uh, and you're only going to get this from the original TB, all right? I went 4-0 in the Super Bowl, all right? First one, the second one was the greatest one to do it of all time, Joe Montana, all right? He tied my record and never broke it. Then comes Tom Brady. I'm 4-0, Joe's 4-0, Brady wins his seventh. Win eight, win nine, who cares? Now you take seven victories, but you subtract his three losses and you come up with four. Four, 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 that's all I got to say. That's all I got to go. I mean, that is amazing coming out of him. I don't know if that's how the math works on it. If you, <laughs> you lose one for every one that you mm-hmm. lost, like they, they take a ring or is that how it counts in like some sort of you know, goat metric? But that's, that's phenomenal. I, and here's the best part about Terry Bradshaw. He's so self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. He had an awesome time. Like the guy can sit there and enjoy it and joke about everything. So it's, it's fun to see him do that. And he's one of the few guys who can say those things and he's going to say it with a big smile on his face and no one's going to get upset. Yeah, really, really wild story. So 38 years ago yesterday, there you go. Terry Bradshaw had a surgery under the alias Tom Brady. Fast forward 38 years, Tom Brady just won his seventh Super Bowl. So very odd. Don't know what it means in the greater scheme of things with the intergalactic balances or anything. I'm not quite putting on uh, the tinfoil hat. Just one heck of a coincidence right there. All right, time for our daily schlegelism and to get juice coming up next. Morning juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. We do still have a crash on Elm Creek Drive at Roar Road. The others have cleared, so traffic is moving pretty well. 
If you're looking to hire, think of Indeed as your GPS with great tools like Instant Match and over 135 skills tests. Indeed helps you navigate the hiring process from start to finish. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. All your favorite fan shows are available when you want them. Head to 971thefan.com and hit that subscribe button. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Rising, grinding, and hitting the fairway by 930? Hang on, did Bieber write this? Now back to Morning Juice on The Fan. Morning Juice! Right here on the fan, Brandon Beam, the general, Bobby Carpenter, and our fearless leader and producer, Martha Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this lovely little Thursday edition of the program. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Always enjoy uh, doing the show, of course, man. It's Thursday, inching our way towards the weekend. We've got Jackets game tonight. Whole lot of stuff happening, which is pretty amazing. Before it's, uh, before we get juiced, let me tell you that you can join the Fan 10 TV and the Ohio Education Association as we honor classroom heroes. We all know in these weird times, teachers and educators need our support and recognition more than ever. ever. Uh, you can nominate your classroom hero at 971thefan.com slash heroes. All right, right now, time to get juiced. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Call today. Get it fixed today. Shark, a little Thursday. It's sunny out. I mean, I know you were wearing your uh, your flip-flops pop- probably in the house yesterday in the comfort of your own home. What's got you juiced, man? Also some Schlegel time, I guess. Yeah, before we get juiced, let's get our daily Schlegelism. That's how I church it up. I go from my, my rocky work boots to my fancy... Justin or Tony Lama boots. That right there is, <laughs> makes the outfit fancy. There you go. That's how, amazing. That's how they do it in Texas. Uh, so much to be juiced about. The weather yesterday had everybody in a good mood. Everywhere I went, people were out and about and happy. The COVID numbers are going down. I saw that Ohio University is going to have spring commencement. All right. Not virtually, but, you know, actually with graduates on hand and cap and gowns and families in attendance and all that. Royal Caribbean is starting to book cruises again. But you can only get on the ship if you've been vaccinated twice. So if you're a a cruiser like me and my family, just more incentive to get jabbed a couple of times. Um, More fans, as we mentioned, going to be at at Nationwide Arena now. So gradually things are looking up and uh, opening up. Always good on a Thursday to have a big golf tournament starting. Mm. You know, after the four majors, there's a group of... I don't know, four or five tournaments that that move the needle. The Memorial, one of them, the Players' Championship, a couple of World Golf Championship events, and Bay Hill. And that's where the Arnold Palmer Invitational starts today. In fact, it's already started. There are currently 30 golfers out on the field. So uh, your leaderboard, Brian Stewart, Emiliano Grillo, <coughs> excuse me, and K.H. Wow. <coughs> K.H. Lee, all at one under par through two holes, and our guy Bo Hogue, just one stroke back. Bobby, what has you juiced? Okay, so this is uh, something that's kind of interesting. It came up uh, two days ago. I was going to do it yesterday. He's had so much stuff to get to. Jane Salter of NFL Network tweeted out an Mm -hmm. internship opportunity with NFL Network. Albert Breer retweeted it, and you know, she talked about, you know, he, he talked about the greatness of you know, these internships and how it helped catapult his career. And it's an unpaid internship. I didn't realize 
that we were going to get into a social media firestorm. Well, I mean, just light a match and throw it Oh, my gosh. I mean, I mean, I may be a little bit old school. And, like, I didn't realize that uh, apparently people viewed unpaid internships now as, like, some form of indentured servitude that pray that benefits only wealthy kids whose parents can subsidize their lifestyles. And, like, none of the people that I knew that had unpaid internships were getting bankrolled by their parents. They were working other part-time jobs and, like, living on their credit cards and sleeping on people's couches, whether that was in trying to get into college coaching, trying to get into media, doing whatever it was. I took an un- unpaid internship here, General. I'm yeah. pay for my own college. Exactly. Like, there's, there's a lot. I'm, like, sitting here wondering. It, like, blew my mind. And it, it went down just such a – like a social justice, it, there was just so many different tentacles of this. Like, have we lost our minds, people? Like, if you want well, to get yes, into an, we in- have, we have. If you want to get into an industry that's really difficult and highly competitive, you're going to be ha- have to willing to do the jobs that nobody else wants to do and do them for little or no money at inopportune times, holidays, nights, mm-hmm. weekends. It stinks. And you know what? If you're good, you work your way up. And people are telling me, like, it's taking advantage of them. Well, yeah, it is. That's the only way you can do it. You've got a ton of people that are willing to get in. And you know what? If you're not good, you won't get another opportunity. If you're good, maybe you'll move on and you get the right opportunities and you move your way up and down. Someone came back at me and said, hey, I, I don't pay an internship and they made me do menial, menial tasks and demeaning tasks. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Some people aren't very great, nice in this world. You know what? They're asking you to get them coffee every day. Is that beneath you because you have a college degree or whatever it might be? Maybe, but you know what? It also gets you FaceTime with that person, and if you do it well enough, maybe you'll be able to get an opportunity that will lead to something else. You can have a good conversation. Like, I had to get Bill Parcells water, and I was a first-round draft pick, whatever. I had to get Parcells water every day during our water break. I was tired. didn't matter where I was drafted at that point in time. Give me FaceTime with the coach every day. That's the reason he did it. Two or three minutes of talking and giving you little nuggets to hopefully help you develop. I probably worked 50 shows at the fan being before I got paid for one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I may hate to sound like the old guy in the soapbox here, but that's just the way the world works. When there's a lot of people that want to do, get into a field that's highly competitive, it's going to be a really tough filtering process at the beginning. It's going to be painful, and not everybody's going to make it. That's just the reality of how it is. In a, in a great world, everybody could do everything, and everybody get paid a lot of money for it, but that's not how it operates. And so if you want to get into something that's competitive, get an internship. Meet the right people. Work your tail off. And with a little bit of luck and hopefully a little bit of skill, you'll be able to have success. That's what's got me juiced this morning, Shark. It's had me juiced like the last three days because every time I see it, <laughs> it gets me a little bit upset every time. Beam, go. Oh, that was uh, It was amazing, Bob. I think, yeah, I mean, we just lit a, lit a match and threw that on uh, the old gas canister, and I just stayed away from it uh, entirely on social media. And like, ah, no, not even not even worth it for me. So well done uh, right there, Bob. What has me juice, man? Like Shark mentioned, I mean, this weather was amazing. Meredith and I went on a, a little dinner date last night, General. Went down to Old Town East, visited uh, the Gamut Beer Garden, which Ooh. is this lovely, like, German brewery that is down there. And uh, their Kaiserspetzel, like their cheese spetzel that they do, uh, is one of the best things that I've eaten in Columbus like that was amazing their beer was great they have an awesome like just I mean rock star patio out there Bob they have this tent up which is amazing they've got heaters out there which is cool uh so couldn't recommend that highly enough it was amazing went down there last night around 5 30 hung out ate dinner uh, and then came home didn't really do much after that was sore from uh you know the 150 golf balls or whatever that I hit what also has me juiced Arnold Palmer Invitational this week you just heard Shark mention uh the scores Bryson DeChambeau 555 yard par 5 
Uh, he said if the wind is able to aid him this week, Carp, that he's going to try and drive the 555-yard par 5. Now, it's 555 yards from T-Box fairway to green, uh, and I think it's 340-some yards from just straight distance T to green over a big pond. So I am juiced to be able to see Bryson try to do that. I mean, Mr. Ball Smasher himself, like that is going to be wild uh, if he attempts that, and he will just uh, break the game of golf I mean if that happens so uh, very excited big tournament this week of course Tigers won that eight times so always exciting uh, for a week at Bay Hill to be able to see Arnie's place all right we're going to get you caught up with everything that is going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack jackets boosting their capacity and Andrew Barry Cleveland Browns general manager had some comments yesterday how's the offseason going up in Berea we'll get into that with hour number three of the program coming up next morning juice right here on the fan from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Traffic is slow this morning on I-70 westbound between Miller-Kelton and the 71 East Split. If you're looking to hire, think of Indeed as your GPS with great tools like Instant Match and over 135 skills tests. Indeed helps you navigate from start to finish. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1. The fan traffic. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The fan. Good morning, I'm Mark Deshark. The Columbus crew has signed free agent defender Marlon Hairston. He spent seven years in the MLS, playing most recently with Minnesota last season. Hairston has seven goals and 13 assists in 116 MLS matches. The Cleveland Cavaliers head into the All-Star break with a one-game losing streak instead of a five-game winning streak. The Cavs blew a 19-point third-quarter lead and fell to Indiana 114-111. to Colin Sexton had 32 points for Cleveland, but the Cavs committed 25 turnovers. In spring training baseball, the Reds and Dodgers finished in a 4-4 tie. T.J. Antone pitched two scoreless innings for Cincinnati, striking out five. The Indians were 9-4 losers to the Diamondbacks despite a Franmil Reyes home run. The Sports Center is sponsored by Peak Performance for Men. Fix your erectile dysfunction problems with no surgery, no needle, and no pain. Call them at 614-739-8181. Breaking sports news when it happens on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Pour some donuts in a bowl and get on with it. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Beam, the general, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. on this Thursday edition of the program. If you'd like to follow along for the fun on Twitter, you can certainly do so at Morning Juice 971. Talk to our good friend Rick Reichert in the 6 o'clock hour. Found out who was dealing. Uh, he gave it to the fans and staff at Nationwide Arena for the Jackets game Tuesday against the Red Wings. It was pretty awesome. General, you were there dealing player of the week. Uh, was the Sun uh, amongst other people as well. Uh, Cam Atkinson in there for you, but the Sun, I think, is everybody's there deal and player uh, of the week. Just an amazing performance that the Sun put in yesterday. It was uh, really awesome. Going to be slightly cooler today, but still sunshine is going to be out. I went with a preemptive strike for the Buckeye basketball team. I think they're going to get this sucker done on Saturday in a couple of days here against the Fighting Illini. So talk to our good friend Rick Reichert. Fired the cannon with our CBJ insider Jeff Swoboda in the 7 o'clock hour. A lot of good stuff from him uh, as always. He was enjoying the nice day yesterday, hitting some golf balls as well. And coming 
coming up here in about a half hour's time. We will check in with our good friend from the Sporting News, Bill Bender. He'll join us uh, again coming up around 8.35, talk off-season college football. Haven't talked to uh, Bill since the day after the national title game, so excited to be able to see what he's been up to, uh, of course, here in Ohio as well. So if you missed those interviews and you want to listen to them after the show, at Morning Juice 971 is where you can do that. General, you're on Twitter at BCARP3. I'm there at BrandonBeam971. And our great producer and leader, Mark the Shark, is on Twitter at SharkOnSports. Right now, time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the largest selection of pool tables in Central Ohio. I'm not much of a pro wrestling guy, Bob, but did you see the... I don't even know what this is, so it's AEW, and I see it's on TNT. Like, I don't know, maybe you can tweet at us, at MorningJuice971. I don't know if this is like an offshoot of WWE, if this is an entirely different product, you know, at all. Like, I've got no clue. But anyways, so uh, I guess Shaq was... You know, I mean, in, Beam, you're basically confusing like the Bundesliga with EPL right now. I mean, if, if you're messing with that. I, I don't know if that's accurate, but... I feel like in a, rest, a wrestling aficionado is just going to shred you with what. Yeah, you as there. they should, because I have I have no idea. So yeah, that was a great poll, by the way, Bob. I mean, the Bundesliga uh, and the and the Premier League. That's uh, it's amazing. So I'm very happy that you were able to say <laughs> that. But uh, you're right. So I mean, just go ahead and yeah. I mean, you can shred us anytime you want. But uh, so I've got no idea. But anyway, so Shaq is I, I guess wrestling uh, last night. Did you see the video of him like getting tossed through this table off? off of the ropes like oh my god man if you haven't, if you haven't looked this up i mean what is shack seven foot two seven foot three i mean 400 500 some pounds like just a massive human being and this wrestler just flings himself off the rope tackles Shaq and just like barricades right through two tables it was amazing Bob the force that had to come down in that arena last night with Shaq going through those tables like it may have caused an earthquake. I don't know. It was awesome to see that. Oh, you know how bad that had to hurt, too? I mean, because that stage is elevated probably three, four feet. And so he goes through that, falls through the table. Like I talked to wrestlers about it, Like, yeah, that stuff's kind of pre-broke a little bit and things. And with Shaq, they probably didn't have to do that. But he still fell off of that stage flat onto his back. The dude weighs 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. He can tell you he doesn't weigh 400 pounds. But I'll show you well, a guy. Every, he's every bit of 400. Oh, every he's bit seven feet tall. Right. Like that's If you look heavy at seven feet, you're 400 pounds. Like That's just the reality of it. You're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'll show you a picture of me at 250, and I'm, when I'm 6'3". He's almost a whole foot taller than me and looks about the same. So you just do the math on that and tell me how he's stretching that over the rest of his ginormous body. 400 pounds, falling backwards, he's got bad knees. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's he's like Andre the Giant in there. Yeah, and it was, I mean, he gets hurled off this thing and just shatters through two tables. So, like, I don't know how he's feeling this morning, Carp. I told you, I'm a little bit sore from swinging a golf club for the first time in four months. I can guarantee you one thing, Shaq, way more sore than I am. But that video of just him flying through the air and going crashing through a table is uh, pretty amazing. Got a tweet from Tyler said, hey, uh, AEW is its own company, completely independent of WWE. So there you go. Not related at all. Thanks, Tyler, for the tweet and keeping me uh, up to date on that thing. Jackets uh, in action tonight against the Dallas Stars, Bob. 
Um, Dallas has been really struggling too, by the way. Like if you haven't been paying attention uh, to what has been going on there, like they have been not playing great. Uh, they are 0-5 in their last five. They got swept by the Hurricanes. They got swept by the Blackhawks. Uh, and their second-to-last win, Bob, was February 4th, almost an entire month ago, uh, when they beat the Jackets on February 2nd. So, like, this team right now is not playing great hockey. They are surely gettable, but some good news yesterday coming out for Jackets fans. Uh, we know that they were able to have 10% of capacity at the stadium on Tuesday. That is being bumped up. So March 9th, when the Florida Panthers come into town, Bob, your, your tally goes from, I believe, 19 53 or something like that to now 4,500 plus people in nationwide arena. The, the tally gets bumped up from 10% to 25% capacity. So Jackets fans got to be thrilled this morning, man. Big time game tonight against Dallas. And of course, I mean, the biggest news is that more fans being able to eventually get back into that arena all around. Awesome day. Yeah, it's uh it's fantastic. 25%. It's uh better to poke in the eye. You know, it's better than 10%. Mm-hmm. You know, as this thing creeps up, as the numbers normalize, as vaccines get you know disseminated, hopefully this thing will be cruising along to, you know, one day, maybe 50% beam, and then hopefully ultimately a full go at some point in time in the future. So very, very exciting. The You could feel the difference watching on television. I yeah. can't imagine what it was like. Our guy Rick was, Riker, that we had on earlier, was explaining us to that, explaining that to us about just you know having the workers back in there, how excited they were, how much juice they had, and just the energy in the arena. And you know what? You even got energy listening to the postgame with Bob McGilligan after afterwards on the fan. Like, hey, I'll sit in my car. I'll sit in traffic for a little bit. Even though it's not normal traffic, it's probably much less. Mm-hmm. But you just enjoy the whole process as a fan. I know the players did. You could hear it afterwards with Felino. We're up in this thing even more, getting some more juice in the building. So very excited for the people that are able to go, the workers that are now able, you know, to earn a living, and you know some of the people that work in those suites. I mean, it's they're they're relying on a lot of tips. The bartenders there. I mean, it's a big sure. piece. It's a huge piece of what they do. So. Awesome for them, and obviously the fans and the players as well. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. John Tortorella, uh, a big part of Tuesday's victory over the Red Wings was Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones, Bob. And, you know, we have been critical of them here on this show. Those are your twin pillars. I mean, your stalwart blue line guys. Uh, they haven't been playing up to expectations this season. When they get things going, they're one of the best D pairings in the entire NHL. Tort said it was good to see on Tuesday his guys play at a top level. I thought Z and Jonesy, as a tandem, played very well off of one another. It's a big step for them, and it's a big step for our team if they can get going because they work off of one another so well, and that really helps us with our game, the tempo of our game and, and everything about it. So it was one of the better games, not just Z playing really good, not just Jonesy playing really good, but both of them together working off one another. So that's very important for our team. I love, too, how he's like, he's pounding the fist, right? I mean, Jonesy was playing well. Warensky's playing well. Like, I love that out of torts because these guys are your catalyst, Bob. And when we talk to Jeff Savota, our Jackets insider in the 7 o'clock hour, you know, calling them the engine of the team. And that's what they've been referred to for so long here in Columbus. And if you get those guys to step up, man, you know, I know that Cam's playing at an unbelievably elite level right now. He's doing it, starting to pick up some slack around other places. Like, you could be looking at a, uh, hopefully a 
nice little run here. Again, Dallas won six and three in their last ten. So, oh boy, if, yeah, like if, the jackets. Right. I'm saying if you think we have problems, Dallas has major, major issues right now. So they are gettable. You're coming off a great win. They're coming off of getting swept by the lightning. And so obviously they're going to be hungry, Bob, but it all starts with that momentum. You got to build somewhere. They did it on Tuesday. Continue that into tonight. Yeah, hopefully they'll have another problem. It'll be the Jackets, mm-hmm. and that'll just compound things. So you've got two teams, like you said, that are struggled here over their last six, seven to ten games. And the good news is the Jackets were able to get a win, albeit over a bad team, bad Detroit team. But they looked good. They looked coherent. They got a ton of shots off. They were able to control the puck in the offensive zone. The power play looked efficient. The defense looked good. The blue line is torts talked about with uh, Jones, Jonesy, and. Uh, Warinsky like did a really really good job back there. Got really good goaltending. You know, Corpy played well. He did. He held his own. Given only giving up one goal, and so you know what? I'm pretty happy with that. It's as good as you could have looked at versus the opponent that was there. I mean, you handled your business. You controlled the game, and you looked really solid doing it. So very exciting. Overcame a little adversity. Even you know, you get the overturned goal, and it was the right call. But it's still emotionally devastating when that stuff happens. Um, but you, you answer the bell right afterwards. So excited to see them play, uh, Dallas and hopefully keep this momentum going, man. You need three points every series now. Four would be great. Mm-hmm. But the next three or four series, you're playing great teams. I mean, you've got, you know, Tampa Bay or, yeah, Tampa Bay coming up. You've got Florida in there. I mean, obviously Dallas, who's, you know, struggling a little bit, but no, they're still a good team. They're still a good team. They're talented. You've got to get three points from all these guys because you screwed around during the soft part of your schedule. So now you got to ratchet it up. Yeah, you sure do. 8.30 puck drop tonight down in Dallas. 8 o'clock coverage begins right here on the fan. Uh, fascinating stuff as we move towards the draft, Bob. We talked about this at 7 o'clock. Justin Fields, uh, by some people being called a one-read quarterback, and maybe that's why he's fallen in some of these mock drafts. I don't get it, man. I mean, I, maybe I'm stupid, and you know, I don't understand watching football. I mean, I know that I am stupid, but I like to think uh, that I can see a quarterback when he plays really well. I don't understand where this is coming from, Bob. Like, I really don't get where the Justin – like, I listen, I know that we do a radio show here in Columbus, Ohio. I've watched this guy more than I've watched Mac Jones or Zach Wilson, watch every single play, every single game uh, that he's playing in. But I don't I don't understand where the term one-read quarterback is coming from Justin Fields on some of these outlets that are publishing that. I don't get really get it. Yeah, he sees an open guy and he throws it to him. That's the one-read. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, is he sitting there? Is he a five-read guy? Is he a polished, you know, fifth year senior? No, he's not quite there yet. But he's not a one read quarterback. It's make it sound like if he his first read isn't open, he runs the ball or he panics. Like that it's not accurate. He was holding the ball, he gets through his progressions. Could he do it quicker? Yeah. Is there room for growth? Yeah. Did I watch him improve a lot in the last two seasons? Absolutely. Did he have a spring? No. Did he have a normal season? No, only half of it. Were there times where he struggled? Yes. But then he got better and improved and played really well against Clemson. Got through his reads, threw some unbelievably accurate balls deep down the field. So he has everything that you need, all of the tools. There's a lot of upside. He's not a finished product yet. Trevor Lawrence you know, has played significantly more than he does. He has, and he's not a finished product yet. Like, when guys only are in school for three years, it's hard to be finished when you as you come out, unless you're a three-year starter. And so Justin got half of his second year even robbed from him. So there's... There's room for growth. He's not a one-read guy. He's not a five-read guy. He's not Tom Brady back there dissecting teams. He has some work to do. But that doesn't mean that he's not worthy of being you know, the second, maybe third quarterback taken in a top-ten guy. I, I believe he's going in the top-ten. 
I'm telling you right now. It's amazing how we're even getting to a place now where some people have them outside of the top ten. Like, it's really wild. Someone I'm sliding to 24, and people are tweeting (laughs) to me, like, is that really that bad? I'm like, it's a better situation. like, yeah, it could be, but the reality is you're losing a lot of money when you're doing that, and it's just I I get upset Mm -hmm. with the evaluation process because I I would have to sit, sit down and someone have to show me, hey, this is what he can't do. Look at these other guys watching them do that. And then show, telling me that there's that's the only evidence there is. There's nothing to con- contradict it. Was there times where J- Justin struggled after a first read? Yeah, that's the case with a lot of quarterbacks. Though mm-hmm. they're gonna have times where they get confused by the coverage, you know, and they miss it. It's happened to Tom Brady, happened to Peyton Manning. Like Pat Mahomes gets tricked from time to time. It's just how it works. Yeah, it's the game of football, man. And you know, sometimes the defense is. They're on but... sc- the coach. Used to say in the NFL, they're getting mm-hmm. paid too. College, they're on scholarship too. They got coaches that get paid. They're going to trick you from time to time. Yeah, fascinating as we move towards the NFL draft and seeing what's going to happen with Justin Fields. Andrew Barry, the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, he spoke to the media yesterday. What in the world is going on up in the sleepy, quiet little town of Berea? You'll hear from him coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Things are pretty quiet on the area roads this time around. Watch for some slowdowns between Miller Kelton and the 71 East split. Hey, DQ fans. It's the tender, juicy, and flavorful all-white meat chicken you love, and it's 100% unbreaded. So hurry in today and grab your chicken on while the breading is off. Grab yourself rotisserie-style chicken bites only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Morning Juice is sponsored by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Live and local weekdays starting at 6 a.m. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Attack and dominate your alarm clock. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this lovely little Thursday edition of the program. Coming up in our next segment, we'll check in with our good friend from the Sporting News, Bill Bender, see what is happening in the offseason of college football around the national landscape. So that's coming up here in our next segment. General Andrew Barry had a press conference yesterday, and it's so weird. Like, I cannot even tell you how strange it is. Uh, and I'm sure Browns fans feel this way, Carp. Like, everything is just so quiet up there, isn't it? From where they were at a couple of years ago to being loud and boisterous and obnoxious yes. to a point to now it is, like, just all quiet on the Western Front for the Cleveland Browns. Not a peep this season from them. Not a peep during the off season. Like, they have done a complete 180. Uh, and it's just – it's hard for me to mentally get there to be like, oh, yeah, the Browns, like, in the off season, what are they going to do? Because it is. Like, there's no what fires the, what, to put out. What are the Browns going to do? Make your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. That's what Remember people that. say. Exactly. Michael, Mr. Scott and the Cleveland Browns. Make your dreams come true. <laughs> uh, it is it is amazing, man, though. I mean, you look at this team and what they have done. Andrew Barry has been remarkable since he took over uh, for John Dorsey. Of course, Kevin Stefanski, just, uh, you know, amazing, amazing job uh, to not only lead the Browns to the playoffs, Bob, but to get the uh, daily double sweep, the back-to-back uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. One, to get into the playoffs, and then the second one to actually beat them at Heinz Field was pretty remarkable. And so you just look at what they're doing this offseason. Andrew Barry. Uh, gives you a nice little uh, nice little recap of what the first six weeks of the offseason have been like for the Brownies up there. I'm really excited about 
the work that our scouts have done over the past uh, several months. We've had a really productive January and February in terms of draft meetings, UFA meetings, uh, and overall roster planning. Uh, and we're looking forward to the next, call it six to eight months, with the opportunities that will be afforded to us to improve the talent and competition across the roster. I mean, it's something that you want to hear for a long time, man. Oh, His what you voice. want to hear was, listen, Bean, we've been partying every day. We mm-hmm. usually crack the champagne <laughs> at about noon. We've been taking a lot of naps, mm. catering, parties. We made the playoffs. We won a playoff game. We beat the Steelers back-to-back. Back to I 30 think, years of ineptitude, yeah. baby. Let's do it. I think I think we just need <laughs> to chill out and relax, and everybody just rest on our laurels. But, I mean, that's, that's in my mind what I would have liked him, him to say, and then say, no, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. We've got Pat Mahomes we're trying to hunt down in the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. So Andrew Barry, you know, giving you a nice little uh, prelude as to what the Browns are going to do. General, this is a question that you were asking during the season on the possibility of picking up Baker Mayfield's fifth-year option. And here was Andrew Barry's response to that. Not really uh, giving a solid answer here. I think you know me well enough that that's not something that I'll, I'll really talk about publicly you know we've been pretty consistent with our messaging around baker that that we think he had a um you know really strong season for us we like the maturation and the growth both on and off the field um and we're looking forward to uh him, to him continuing to take streps uh his second year in the offense yeah and i agree i mean you know you look at this and what he did under stefanski this year bob i think he was pretty damn good and towards the end of the year uh, especially he was a guy who really ratcheted it up it would be it's hard for me to believe that, you know, that wouldn't happen, that he's not going to get that fifth-year option tagged on and that at some point he's not going to sign uh, a contract extension with the Browns. I mean, you got your guy. You went. You were just, you know, for so long, Bob. I mean, just going through the turnstile, quarterback here, quarterback there. This is finally going to be the guy. And for so long you lived that nightmare. And Baker Mayfield, I think, proved this year – that not only is he the guy in Cleveland, I mean, he got him to a playoff game, won that game, the way that they have built the team around him, that he's going to be the guy for a long time. And he loves Cleveland, too, by the way, like which is amazing. He has embraced the city, and his Uncle Bo likes to say, like, it's okay, you can hug him, it's fine. So I would be surprised if that him. doesn't happen. Well, if they quit making him go through security every time he has to run back into his house beam when he leaves like, <laughs> his keys in there or his microwave on, oven on, or whatever it might be, I mean, those commercials are kind of endearing, and I do enjoy it. He's, he's, uh, he's a, a, a likable guy. He's a guy that started, you know, as a walk-on, worked his way up, and ultimately you get to the point. He's, his personality is what it is. It's not for everybody, but when you're winning and you, you realize what type of duty he is, I think everybody can kind of embrace that. And, and when you're in a city like Cleveland that's been beat up, especially the football team for a long time, you need somebody that is going to step in and say, listen, not, not anymore. This is different. We're, we're allowed to be proud to be from Cleveland. We're allowed to be proud to be Cleveland Browns. And you know what? We have a talented roster. We're going to start showing people what it's all about. So I, th- I think they're going to they'll pick up his option. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a worry about that. You know, I'm curious to see how the long-term deal works, you know, because we've watched Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. They asked him if that was a cautionary tale. You know, he's you evaluate everybody differently, but – it also is there's a precedent now where two guys who were yeah. first and second overall picks to get paid, and then you're, you you got to go through cap purgatory and try to figure <laughs> out exactly what you're doing. And if you're the Browns, you got a great roster right now, man. Like mm-hmm. you got to make sure when you pay him that it all works out. And I've heard rumors like that he's not interested in trying to become like the highest paid guy. Which whenever that's the case, good. Give me a good fair contract for what I'm worth. Top, you know, 
somewhere probably between six and ten. I don't need to break the market and you know set a new market. So good for him, man. If that's the case, I, I I'm excited for what this Browns team can do. Yeah, I mean, a few million bucks can buy a whole lot of margaritas at Don Ramon up there in Westlake. Yeah. I can tell you that for a fact. Andrew Berry, one last one from him. Uh, I think Browns fans will like this. How active are the Brownies going to be in the free agent market? We always want to be known as an aggressive front office. Now, I think perhaps how people define aggression may vary from person to person to person. That doesn't always mean that, you know, we're going to be heavy spenders externally. I think that we have enough flexibility to adjust and maneuver as is appropriate. Um, you know, if there's a player that we think fits a need and has the right value, uh, I think we have the capability to, to be aggressive in pursuit. But I also think that we're fortunately in a position this offseason with what we have on the current roster and the overall resources, not just in terms of cap dollars and picks, where we can be very selective and also allow things to come to us. I mean, they're in a great position, Bob. You talked about their roster. This is a win-now team. Like, Cleveland Browns are a win-now football team, and they are in cap heaven. They still have a ton of money to spend, too. It allows them to be selective, what Andrew Barry said right there, man. They're in a great spot heading into this offseason. Like, they really, really are. Yeah, you know what's good about it is the fact when Andrew Barry says we're going to be known as an aggressive front mm -hmm. office, that means you see a move that can make your team better and yep. you make the move. And you don't have and to be stupid about it either. No, and you're not being foolish. You're not going to overspend. But if you see a, a value prop, you go get it. And there's it sounds simple, but there's teams out there that don't operate like that. They're mm -hmm. like, ah, long-term implications. Is this really where we want to go right now? No. If we, if we're going to be aggressive. We, we see an opportunity, whether it's re-signing one of our own guys, trading for someone, signing a free agent. Maybe not the top-flight free agent. Maybe it's someone a little bit – you know, under the radar that you think could fit in and be great value. Like, but if we see it, uh, a move that will improve the quality of our roster and it's the guy that we like as a person, personality fits our culture, boom, we're bringing him in. Charge it to winning and let's go. Our man from the sporting news, Bill Bender, he's going to join us to take a look at some college football storylines for 2021. Coming up next, Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. We do have an accident on the East Outer Belt northbound at I-670. Watch for slowdowns there. Also, still 70 westbound between Miller-Kelton Avenue and 70 and a crash on South State Streets at I-270. ADQ fans, rotisserie-style chicken bites are here. It's the tender, juicy, and flavorful all-white meat chicken you love, and it's 100% unbreaded. So hurry in today and get your chicken on while the breading is off. Grab yourself rotisserie-style chicken bites only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1 Fan Traffic. Telling it like it is, even if that makes you uncomfortable. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. There's a fine line between intensity and insanity. We don't know which side this show is on. This, this is Morning Juice. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this lovely little Thursday edition of the program. Right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline checking with our good friend from the sporting news, Bill Bender. Bill, happy Thursday, bud. What's happening? 
Hey, not much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. So I uh, went back, and uh, the last time that we had you on was the day after the national title game where Ohio State got drubbed by Alabama. Now, I will just say this. A lot has changed since then, Bill, because you have gone from being a college football expert. (laughs) Now you are a certified basketball referee. So I'm just going to pick your brain for the next 20 minutes uh, about all the all you know all the failures of Big Ten refs. Like, how did that come about, bud? I mean, that's what you've been up to in the offseason. No, yeah. It, my Both of my kids play rec basketball here in Pickerington. As you guys know, Pickerington, pretty good place for athletics from the youth levels on up. And I uh, wanted to become a better youth coach, so took up officiating. I'm only refing rec games right now, but as I tell people, the uh, two most common things you hear are, uh, that's a foul, and call it both ways. And, that's never, <laughs> and you will hear both of those things if you're a ref. But uh, it, it, I'm telling you, it, it does make you a better coach. It does help you see the game a little bit differently, and we've had fun doing it. No, that's uh, that's phenomenal, Bill, and you're doing a great public service by doing that, by listening to all the hecklers out there mm-hmm. in, the fa- in the stands who you know could do your job better but just choose not to do it. Um, why? Because they don't really feel like getting in the game and, and open themselves up. So thank you for that, Bill. It's a thankless job that it really isn't compensated fairly. But I want to look at something here, you know, that's happened. And you know, you cover college football. You do a fantastic job of it. You know, mostly focused there. And you know, the NFL draft's coming. And so as we look at some of these guys, this this narrative has arose now that Justin Fields is a one read quarterback. And you watch a lot of college football. You know, Zach Wilson. You, you, you see him, you see um, Mac uh, Jones out there, obviously Trevor Lawrence, but the one read stuff to you and his, you know this precipitous fall that is seeming to kind of occur, I guess, on draft boards. I don't know if it's happening in the league. What do you make of that? Well, I think Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in the draft, and he outplayed the best quarterback in the draft in the college football playoff. And sometimes when you get that one read, kind of narrative thrown your way. I mean, a lot of times the first read at Ohio State's open Mm because they've got pretty good receivers that can get open on the first read. So I I would take him as the second quarterback in this draft, and then then it becomes a take-your-pick out of Zach Wilson, Kyle Trask, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is probably the most interesting one to me because he almost gets penalized for all of the things that he had around him this year. And, And I think he had a really good year, and he's hard for me to break down, honestly. But and then Trey Lance is a wild card. But to me, I mean, yeah, Justin Fields is definitely the second quarterback that should be taken in this draft. And I think, it's, as you know, Bobby, part of it is this product of we've got too much time to talk about the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah, we really do, man. We've got a couple of months even before uh, you know we even get there. Combine week this week. I still don't really understand what's going on with that. But, hey, who knows? Uh, we're talking to our guy Bill Bender from the Sporting News and the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. And, you know, Bill, it's pretty wild. You go back and you look at the couple of past national champions. You look at Jalen Waddle this past year and Devontae Smith, even though Alabama was without Waddle for a majority of the year and certainly hindered in that game against the Buckeyes. Not that it really mattered that much. Devontae Smith was 
was an absolute nightmare. You go back to Joe Burrow and you know the weapons that he had, uh, of course, with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson at LSU, and this, the wide receiver tandems seem to really be picking it up. And Ohio State got a boost this year with Chris Olave announced that he's coming back. Garrett Wilson now entering his third year of the program. Uh, most interesting storyline for you, they obviously have weapons coming back this year, Bill, but they don't have anybody to throw the ball. Like we don't we don't know who that's going to be in Columbus. Uh, what is your early prediction for the Buckeyes and where they're going to be come uh, come fall? Well, they'll have somebody throwing the ball, and I don't want to say it doesn't matter who. Um, this quarterback battle between Stroud, Miller, and McCord's probably a little less publicized than the last one we had, mm-hmm. where, I, where I remember spending a whole spring asking Haskins, Burrow, or Martell, and it's interesting how those three paths went afterward <laughs> as well. But um, whoever plays quarterback is going to have a receiving core that is comparable to what Alabama had last year and is comparable to what LSU had two years ago with Jamar Chase and Jefferson and Terrace Marshall and and a tight end in there as well with Moss. And that's where the game is now. We talked about this last time I was on here. I don't think the receiver position has ever been more important in college football because the more talent you have, the more mismatches you create. And no matter who the quarterback is there, I mean, right now, I mean, it'd be hard not to say that Ohio State's not going to have the best group of receivers in college football next year, and it starts with that top two. All right, Bill, I feel like we have to get our requisite Michigan question in each and every time we have you on. (laughs) Um, You know, they're obviously one of the blue bloods of college football and, you know, have battled back into relevancy last year was obviously, you know, a little bit of a step back in a a weird and, and awkward season. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh has revamped his staff once again. You know, apparently now getting, you know, guys that are great recruiters. They've got a couple of five stars bagged. You know, do you think that this last and most recent iteration of Jim Harbaugh's coaching staff is the one that finally is able to get them over the hump? Well, I mean, that hump is still Ohio State. And I, part of me thinks they never got past 2016. And you see the trajectory of both programs ever since. That was that opportunity for them to beat the Buckeyes in Columbus. And then they come back a couple years later and go to Columbus and they had a good team and they got destroyed again. And it's almost taken them two full seasons to get back. I think it still comes down to accumulating more talent. The quarterback position has to develop and they've got an exciting freshman in JJ McCarthy. Um, they did just get a five-star corner, but to me, it's, it's, you can't just be one recruit that saves your program. They've got to keep doing this consistently. And, um, I don't know, Bobby. I would say that I still think they're the second best program in the Big Ten, and it's close with Penn State and Wisconsin. But at the end of the day, you know, Ohio State fans, they want to beat Michigan more than Wisconsin and Penn State. And right, as I've told you guys over and over, 23-1 and one against those three since Urban Meyer arrived. So it's mm-hmm. on one of those programs to get there. Yeah, it's just wild, you know, what Ohio State is doing right now against the best in the Big Ten. Talking to our man Bill Bender from the Sporting News. You can follow Bill on Twitter, at BillBender92. Learned that a uh, big Reggie White fan, which is why the 92 is there. Or Schlegs likes to call you Bill Bender 96 maybe because he went on a bender at OU. I don't even know what that was, but, uh, you know, certainly something like that. Last one for me, Bill. Uh, most interesting team that you are interested in 
outside of Ohio State in the Big Ten this year? Is it is it Michigan, uh, Illinois? Obviously got a new coach with Bielema up there. Nebraska is very, very odd. Indiana had a heck of a year to build on. Who's the most interesting to you uh, heading into this offseason? I mean, Indiana to see what they do for an encore. And if I can duck the question, sort of, I think the most interesting team in college football outside the usual suspects is I'm really going to be watching Iowa State closely because all of those guys came back. You know, their quarterback comes mm-hmm. back, their tight end comes back, uh, Brees Hall is back. We all know Matt Campbell, an Ohio guy, um, has got that program rolling. And you wonder if can somebody kind of crash the party, and they beat Oklahoma a couple times. So when I do my playoff predict- predictions, and it says Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma, and everybody rules their eyes, you wonder <laughs> – is there a team out there that could maybe give college football some spice? Maybe it's Iowa State. Uh, I mean, I would say I- Iowa would be pretty good, too, in the Big Ten West. I'll be watching them pretty closely as well. Great stuff, buddy. Always appreciate the time. Absolute best. Hopefully you don't get heckled too much uh, on the refereeing circuit with your kids' games. Always appreciate it, Bill. Uh, we'll chat again soon, okay? I think Bobby would team me up pretty quick. So uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks so much. Absolutely. There he goes, our good friend, Bill Bender from the Sporting News, joining us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Amateur ref as well. So uh, if you see Bill refing uh, some of your kids' games out there in Picktown, please uh, do be nice to him and don't yell at him too much or just throw him out of the gym. Who really cares? But great stuff out of Bill as always. All right, going to wrap things up on a Thursday. Coming up next, Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. We do have an accident on the east outer belt northbound and I-670. Traffic is slow. Also watch for slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller-Kelton and the 71 east split. DQ fans, rotisserie-style chicken bites are here. It's the tender, juicy, and flavorful all-white meat chicken you love. And it's 100% unbreaded. So hurry in today and get your chicken on while the breading is off. Grab yourself rotisserie-style chicken bites only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. I'm the Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Follow us on Twitter at 971thefan. And vote in the fan poll. Sponsored by Reichert Nissan. Solving the world's problems one dumb question at a time. The Fan. Get up, then get fired up. This is good. Get your hip flexors going, inner thigh, everything. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this sun-filled Thursday edition of the program. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Coming up next, of course, uh, Chops and James with Bishop and Laurinaitis. It will be quite the story yet again from 9 to noon. So exciting stuff coming up. Make sure you give uh, that show a listen, as always. They do a great job. Uh, I didn't catch – I ca- caught the beginning of the show, Bob. I mean, was James given, I mean, Chops a hard time yesterday? Like, what was the – what was really the, the scent of that show yesterday? Uh, you know, it wasn't too bad. I mean, Chops trying to, like, be serious and give, like, hard takes is pretty <laughs> entertaining like i i find that humorous and it's just itself. hard it's just hard it really is you know and so my wife and i had to finish my workout quickly after uh after the show um and she had beat me up there and she usually starts working out uh i can hear her usually around 8 30 mm-hmm. she drops the kids off from school and so occasionally she'll commandeer the alexa so i don't get to listen to the fan and not that she doesn't she listens to the juice all day during our show but mm-hmm. once she gets back from dropping the kids off a lot of times, like, yeah, I'm working out. I want a little bit of music. 
it was something upbeat. So I didn't hear the beginning. I heard from about 9.30 to 9.45 as I was in the shower. Um, and it was good. I mean, but it was, I was chops trying to give some hard takes and beg and plead with the listeners to get the, the hashtag, BLS, hashtag BLS. What What is it? The list or what? My takes. Hey, or guys. What? My guy, what is you guys? Hey guys, I think hey guys. You guys yeah. He's like, yeah, he goes, let's not make that too too embarrassing for me. I mean, it was good. So I almost tweeted some stuff at him. I didn't get a chance to hear the follow up part of that as I, you know, had arrived at my destination. But yeah, I thought he was doing a pretty good job. Yeah, it is amazing. So Chops and James coming up again nine to noon today. Uncle Bo off for the rest of the week. He'll be back on Monday. Daily fan poll sponsored by our good friends over at Reichert Nissan. And today's fan poll at nine seven one thefan dot com or on Twitter. General big one for the Jackets tonight. Do they get it done against the Dallas Stars? Yes or no? Pretty simple poll question today. I'm gonna do. I'm the eternal optimist. Beam. I'm I gonna know, say I yes. Too. I'm with you. I, I mean, I'm Pollyannic by nature. I heard Dan Dockage drop that on me one time. I didn't know what it meant. I looked it up. It said the eternal opti- the eternal optimist. Like I think there was something in there like delusionally optimistic. Like, eternal sunshine even, for the spotless mind. Exactly. Even <laughs> when there's no basis for it, I'm gonna be optimistic here with the Jackets. And I, you know what? I have some basis for it because I watched them play well against the Red Wings. In a game that people thought they were going to lose, which would have really been rough. You're losing to a bad team then, and you already lost to a team that wasn't very good in Nashville back-to-back. So they're able to write the ship and look good at it, doing it. So I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm, I think they're going to get this thing done. I'm going to say yes as well. Dallas won 6-3 and three in their yeah. last 10. Their last one came on February 24th uh, against the Florida Panthers on the road. They won that game 3 to nothing. Since then, 2 nothing loss to the Lightning, 5 nothing loss to the Lightning, 3-2 loss against the Panthers, Bob. Their second-to-last win was against the Jackets all the way back on February 2nd. So this isn't a team by any means that's blowing people out of the water right now. On paper, they're great. They can light the lamp. I'd say the Jackets get things light done, Bob. Yeah, they light the Put the biscuit in the put the biscuit in the basket. Exactly, or puts the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the hose again. If they if that happens, if it if it's a bad deal in Dallas, they will be putting the lotion in the basket when they get back to Columbus. Yeah, they sure will. General had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow if they allow us? You good with that? On a big Friday, Beam, we got a great show lined up too. I believe Charles Davis. Tomorrow's Friday, right? Correct. Thursday. (laughs) Charles Davis, 7.30. Our guy, A.J. Hawk, at 8.30. Doesn't get much better than that. No, it really doesn't. So, everybody, enjoy your day. Big one tomorrow, like the general mentioned. CD, 7.35. A.J. Hawk, 8.35. Chops and James will steer the ship until noon. We'll be back live tomorrow at 6. Everybody have a good day. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. By Dairy Queen, traffic is slow on I-70 westbound between Miller-Talton and the 71 East split. And there is an accident on South State Street at I-270. Hey, DQ fans, rotisserie-style chicken bites are here. It's the tender, juicy, and flavorful all-white meat chicken you love, and it's 100% unbreaded. So hurry in today and get your chicken on while the breading is off. Grab yourself rotisserie-style chicken bites only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the fan traffic.